What's going on, everybody? Corey here. Hey, what with the release of Solo, uh, what we've decided to do in light of a fly casual is that we're going to be able to uh, try out a new Star Trek podcast. Ready? <laughs> Introducing everybody to Warp Factor Fun. Here we go. Let- no, I'm just kidding. Let's get ready to fly casual. Good luck prosper. Let's get ready to wrinkle. I'm a little jealous because um, you don't both, get to wear the visor. No, Only both, I get to wear Jordan's <laughs> visor. Both Howie and Garrick participated in that introduction. I did not. Yeah, but you didn't let that's me BS, talk first, man. so you stole that yeah, thunder there. That's, that's ridiculous. Yep. You got to jump ridiculous. in there. Yep. First I, come, first serve. I had, I had to get my, I had to get my my stuff in there, man. You I know. know. You know. Yeah. I had to. I had to do you, you, know, pick do you it even up. know Star Trek? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Do you even know Star Trek? Yeah, you're engineering. Do you even Trek, bro? You're engineering. You never come into the show right at the top. Yeah, look at your red shirt. They only go to engineering after they've established the problem or they need to talk about Data's cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spot. Yep. Yeah, see? Yeah. You're the one with the red shirt tonight, man. I am wearing a red shirt. Very red. Much more red. With a pocket on the sleeve. And I'm wearing my that today. shirt. So, suck it. You're fetting it up. Oh, wow. It's at the record scratch button. I didn't know we had one of those. Wicka wicka what? That's pretty tight. I don't know that we're actually recording that or not. Mm-hmm. Wicka wicka what? Where is that coming from? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds That's like... pretty awesome. What a great way to kick yeah. off hey, this episode. Right. Woo! Uh-huh. We might record this and not get a word of it recorded. I was getting ready to find out what the plot twist was. You know, like in the trailers, we're like, you know, Bethany is just an average girl living in Chicago's Wicker Park until one day. Dun, dun, dun. You know. Is that a raptor? She gets hit by a yeah. (laughs) She gets hit by a raptor. Yeah, that's the twist. (laughs) What a twist! A a raptor in Wicker Park. That's the name of the movie. (laughs) I would watch that. And they play Twister. No wait, a Hollywood raptor in Wicker Park. There we go. go. Somebody calling by Neil Simon. Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow needs this. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He needs a bad. He needs a bed. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fly Casual, episode number, I don't know. 183, my friend. 183. Woo! My friend. Whoa. You, you know how you know it's episode 183? Do you know how you know? Uh, Do you know how you know that? Well, boys. It's the solo oh, cast. Yeah, it is. Oh, that means only one of us can talk. That's right. Coming at oh. you only a week and a half after expected is the Fly Casual <laughs> solo spectacular. Hey, we lit this for Matt for a little bit. We, I think we've all seen it at least twice now, right? Yes. yes. Correct. So That's correct. I didn't know that you had we seen it are, We are all prepared, my friend, yes. to bring you the goods. To bring you the funk. To bring you the hot, hot, dirty funk. And yeah, the noise. Man. And the noise. noise. Bring the kinda noise like, in like addition to chicken. said funk. Uh, and we had funk. to build the yep. anticipation. Bring I'm the sorry. funky chicken. You know? Yeah, yeah we're going to bring that funky mm-hmm. chicken right and, out of the garbage and sensible bin. capes. All the horse flies that were floating around the we garbage. We did not bin. get capes. I'm very disappointed no, in The cape thing never happened. But it wouldn't have mattered because at 10 o'clock on Thursday night, we saw Solo to the tune of about 11 or 12 people in the theater. 15 eventually. 15 to 18. I don't know. I didn't look. I was too busy watching Solo. Walk in with you know our bank of reserve tickets. I walk up to the counter. I'm like, so where's the line going to form? They just look at me and they go... They're like only like ten people pre-ordered. Oh, no, I was like, second in line though. I, yeah, yeah, you were, which is weird, right? Because well, wasn't we, this supposed to have a record amount? We of saw free, the, a later uh, showing for yeah for orders? a Memorial Day release mm-hmm. on an uh, on during a full yeah, moon. We'll get into all that. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But hey, we saw that solo movie. 
Yeah. And this is our initial reactions. I mean, we're a few days out, right? So there's yep. some news and permeating and all that. We're not going to get into that. We want to talk about the movie. This is what we would normally do like an hour after the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. For various reasons, that was not able to happen. And so you've all been very patient. And Thanks. I thank you. We do. Uh, I thank yeah. you. The bottom of my cold black heart. The solitary listener for whom so we do this all for. So I, we need to know right off the bat who's with us. Is it Mike or Mike? Yeah, oh. wait, who showed up? Wait, what? Huh? I don't know what you guys you, are There's this about. other guy. My <laughs> name is Mike Archbold. You have oh, a doppelganger so. running around. Speaking no, of which, no. over there is Mike Archbold. Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm all right, man. Like How about day. you? You been doing all right, man? I, I'm yeah. doing okay, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So, been, so, been, uh, been thinking about this solo movie there, have you? I watched no? the entire run of Letterkenny over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and you know so who did else I. did? Everyone on this podcast but you. <laughs> yes, you're right. You need I to get know. caught up, Mike. I couldn't hang this weekend. Oh, man. I had Pitter like, patter, I Mike. Had, like, yeah. birth, man, get after it. birthdays this weekend. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, TikTok. you know what, Mike? K. Mike. Mike. <laughs> I can't do it. On. On I can't do it when I want to do it. I can only do it Mike when I'm not K. trying to do it. Mike K. Mike K. You know what, Mike K. You need to K. watch the letter, Kenny, bro. You yeah. need to get up on the letter, yeah. Kenny. I've seen the Letter Kenny. I just didn't watch the entire series like well, you guys did none over of the us weekend. Ha- none of us have watched Letter Kenny because we're United States citizens and we live in the United States. So technically, yeah, none of us have watched about. it at all. We went to Canada, right? And yep, watched we went it. up we to watched Canada. All the YouTube videos. We went to Modine's too, we and we watched to, it. We went to Garrick's Clan House up in Canada. That's yep. right. We did. That we, bartender was creeping me out. The little yeah, bit, she was hot for you and everything else mm. in the room. I'm <laughs> telling you. Uh, speaking of hot for stuff over there, at Master Control is Mr. Stephen J. Burning Ring of Fire, Howie. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep. I said Burning Ring of Fire. Yeah. I don't know. After Taco Bell, you do, my friend. I didn't have Taco Mm -hmm. Bell. So the ring is your butthole. I had Long John get Silvers. It. Get it? Yep. Can I get a what what for Long John Silvers? No. Nope. Exactly I can't, what I was talking. I can't about. actually get a what what out because I had what, Long John Silvers. Well. Yeah. It's like what's <laughs> disgusting. Well, oh, Long John Silvers oh, is. You haven't had is, disgusting yeah, Long Johns until you've had Long John's Taco Bell <laughs> crossover restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you have to drive to You want to yeah. talk about the the the, the seventh <laughs> level of smells? That is disgusting. It is horrible. Can you mix like, and match them? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. In oh, fact, gross. No. In fact, uh, Why would you do that? In fact, uh, some, Petri, did. Petri uh, sometimes oh, guessed Petri uh, actually got a couple of chalupas with like one That's of those. That's right. He got there early John today, meals. didn't he? Oh, yeah. gross. I better yeah. text him to make sure he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Died. No doubt. Speaking of still alive, across the pond and down a few is Mr. Garrick Nache. This is a triumph. Howie. Or party? <laughs> yes, uh, I, I have. Man, some I was really banging that one out too. Howie and I got married. Yeah, yes. oh, I took his last name. name. He took my name. They finally tied yep. the knot and decided to continue living <laughs> in separate counties. It finally happened. That's yep. the, the only way we can make it work. Like, absence <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder, Corey. It you does. may not know this, everyone, but Garrick is a sleep fighter. So <laughs> Howie's mm-hmm. for his own safety. Yep. And That's then, all, he doesn't all want, I do in my sleep. <laughs> he doesn't want you know uh, the sounds of his mother and I. You know. Yeah, that would keep him out at night. That's what I was going to say. Howie partakes often in Mrs. Garrick Wait. party. Oh, Wait, yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. His mom took your name. Therefore, he inherited <laughs> yeah. your name. I'm Mrs. Hardy. We're still not clear Garrick if he's Hardy. my child or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't formally adopted him yet. Right? You're a little... 
You're a little bit older than Garrick, but you're not Mike older than Garrick. <laughs> I, I, I married my own father. Nobody's Mike What's older than Garrick except for Mike. Yeah, yeah you should have thought that one That's through. That's cray cray, man. You should have thought That's that almost Leonard Kenny. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, I I am petitioning for everyone in the United States to pirate Letter Kenny because Wait, yes, I am doing what? it. Pirate? Go break the law and and watch the Letter Kenny. Or at least How about we just send them to YouTube? My because friend. you, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. People <laughs> watch these the on flavors. YouTube and they don't even realize that it's a thirty minute show. They're like, "Oh man, that's that's weird. I like that. That weird stuff is funny." <laughs> it's like you don't even have the context, bro. You yeah, don't even know why understand. the couple of hockey players pulled up from the laneway the other day. You know, you don't know. <laughs> pulled up to the stand the other day. Yeah. All right. Park at the end of the laneway. Don't come up on the property. <laughs> All right. That's it. Let's go. <laughs> it's go time. It's time for Donnybrook. <laughs> that's the best show. Wait, you taking off your shirt and leaving on your glasses? <laughs> what kind of backwards pageantry is that? <laughs> you going to fight? Are you going to play PokerStars.com? <laughs> Classic. What's up with your body hair, Big Shoots? You look like a French or what is a twelve-year-old Dutch girl? We should stop quoting Letter Kenny and yes. talk about Solo. Wow. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh, I'm not getting you a Coke. <laughs> it's gonna keep going all night. People <laughs> won't even know it. Why it's happening? Hey, we saw the Solo movie, and Twice. I think I think we can say that universally, you know, after the Last Jedi, which we've caught some heat over some of our continued. Uh, Coping with uh, with that movie, uh, that no one should be surprised that none of us like Solo at all, right? It was, I, it was the worst, the worst movie. Not <laughs> it was awesome. They totally oh my us. lord! They totally Psych. believed us. They totally got it. They totally bit into it. You know they did. Yeah. You know they were. They just, now now they, I don't know. I think they Mike just shut it like off. Faking. They're not listening. Uh, I'm not faking, my friend. I really I like. I don't know. Hey, you got a problem with Solo movie? You got a problem with me? And I'd let that one marinate. <laughs> Letter Kenny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, I love this movie. The solos. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Let's go around. Mm-hmm. Let's sound yeah, off. Man. Mike loves it. Howie. Oh, yes. Love. Yes. All the love. Yes. And and a and lot how, of solo loves. Howie says Mike sounds sarcastic. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what about Garrett? Love is such a strong word. Mm-hmm. You know, do you lust it? Entails it? a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lust after. Yeah. No, lust I loved good. it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, ask me. Ask me if I love Corey, a movie. Ask me what do you, I thought. Do you what hate do you it, think, man? Do you hate it, Corey? You know, I can see where some people. I freaking love the movie. <laughs> I freaking loved it. And this is not some virtue signaling bag of dicks either. This is <laughs> <Whoa>. sincerity. <laughs> we walked out of that. Like, I, okay, no, no. Truth is, like, what? Seven and a half minutes into the movie, ten tops, Howie. Yeah. <laughs> we were all first off. There's like literally well, the first were, time you told the story is fifteen. There were fifteen okay. people in the theater. 15, 18, 20 people in the theater. We were all sitting with the buffer seat in between us, yeah. Yeah. which is the yeah. which is the way to go, right? If you've got, you don't the, want anybody to get oh, yeah, an idea. That's right. If you got you, the space, you know. use it, right? So I lean across the buffer seat and I backhand uh, Howie on the arm and I'm like, is it just me? Or is this really good? <laughs> yeah. Because I was yeah. like, everybody was saying, you know, all the early reviews were like, well, it really struggles with pace. And it's just kind of hit or mess. And the characters are blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I walk in going, well, here it goes. Now, Howie all day before seeing Solo, Howie all day would go, no, it's going to suck. Yep. <laughs> no matter what anybody said, I hope they do this or maybe Howie's they do that. I that way with and everything goes, no, right it's going to suck. But no, he Howie's was intentionally saying it that way so we pessimistic. could continue to batten down the expectations. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah, yep. I know. And I went, I'm, you know, right just a few minutes in the movie and I'm like, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I was worried because I'm like, okay, maybe it's just the front end was 
Right. Was yeah, nice where was it going to derail? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? We've talked about this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a derail moment. Well, no, no, there was a derail moment when, um, spoilers, every, uh, by the way, this is a spoiler. Cast, spoiler. Yes. So, yeah. uh, when uh, Val blew herself up. That was a derailer, you think? The train derailed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I didn't realize when he bumped it to me that I would set it so expertly so that he could spike it so hard. Yep. I didn't. I was not in on that play. In your face. Yeah. In your face. That was Yeah, that was not scripted at all. That was insanely not scripted. Now, there was... There was a mini derailment moment moment for me okay, cr- so, when the closing credits ran. No, no, no. When oh. the opening credits, <laughs> yeah, credit, but the opening crawl or it's not even a crawl anymore. No, but, it's just a flash. Yes, it was a flash, and they they kind of set the picture for things. <laughs> and one of the things they mentioned in there is hyperfuel. Uh, yeah, I will admit, I will admit. Yeah, I looked over. I looked over at the guys. I was like, oh. ten seconds in, and I, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's another gas movie. <laughs> it's another running out of gas film. But that was the absolutely the only thing that, yep. that I was like, oh no. It's oh, funny because no. they couldn't have planned that as a bigger F you to the last Jedi. I mean, it wasn't meant to be an F you to the last Jedi, but for all of us who were kind of like turned off about the whole running out of gas and space thing of the right. last Jedi, With it was fingers. immediately like. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Because that was never I've, a fact. I've actually got to respect them for doing that because you know what? At some point, we've got to. We've got a Kate, Kevin J. Anderson this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pull and we, it back we've together. We've got to pull it all together. And Kevin J. Anderson, dramatically underrated <laughs> uh, uh, a Legends writer who mm-hmm. would pull different canons together. Aaron Alston would do the same Alston, thing. Alston, yeah. Alston there was, would, like, would take loose ends couple, and tie Two or up. three guys that, yeah, that would just go back to some of the old, like the, the earliest novels mm-hmm. and tie up loose ends. Yep. And uh, RIP, I, my brother. I, you know, I, oh, I, he's dead. I, I like that they're, there's an attempt yep. to do this yep. with the movies and, and the comics and everything. It's that kind of stuff that keeps me, you know, even it with keeps you running. <laughs> even with my disappointment, the last Jedi, it still keeps me engaged in this. Thing. Yes. Yes. You know, it's funny because I've heard, you know, we, we, we promise ourselves we're going to talk a lot about the reactions that other people have had or the media or whatever. Right. But I've, I've heard people say like, well, I guess this movie would have been a lot better if you were a fanboy and knew more about stuff. I'm like, all that fanboy stuff, all that welcome back even, stuff yeah. were th- was throwaway. It was just little, like little fuzzy, bu- funny, fuzzy butterflies in our belly. Yes. That's all it was. If you are not a Legends fan, it was just dialogue. Yep. But yep. for the for the people that are really steeped in the lore, oh my gosh, that was just such a... I, I, <laughs> I, for the first time since... Well, I mean, Rogue One was good at it, but... This, I didn't hear anybody complaining about the Star Trek reboots having triples in them. Yeah. Right? Because what yep. would a triple be to somebody who didn't know Star sure. Trek? Right. What is that little fuzzy butt thing that they're sticking the needle in. What is exactly. that? Right. It it's didn't like matter. It was there for the fans. Right. You know, exactly. and that's fine. Yeah, no, but, but that, it's not, it those doesn't, are the little that doesn't things, influence the plot. Those are the little things that, that it's the bones that they throw to the, the super fans that is just, I don't know. I, I like it. Cause you know, it's just shows that they care. It shows that somebody cares on the Lucasfilm side. You're darn right. It do. You're darn right. And it really is kind of shaping up that that's John Kasdan. Yeah. It seems, <laughs> first off, here's Larry going, here's Larry going, I don't want to do another one. And John's like, mom, mom, come here, mom, 
We are going to pressure Mom. dad into this. No, Mom. I don't care about his blood pressure. We're going to pressure him into this because this is my crack at it. And I'm going to be over his shoulder coaching him every step of the way. <laughs> it's, it seems like from what we've been reading that, yeah, John Kasdan has been really the influence on like all these little He's inserts. He's the fanboy, yeah. I mean, right out right out of the gates movie, like, you know, we're heading to, we're horned to, you know, Coronet City Starport. And I was like, I done flew out of there in the Rogue Squadron game on the N64. Mm-hmm. You know, I was all excited about he- just hearing. They could have named it anything. They could have named it anything. You know, like all of the rest of the new movies have done. <laughs> they they just make up some Coruscant random name. City. Yeah, right. yeah. Corellia City. Yeah, Orlando going on about his trip to the Ocean system or, you mm-hmm. know, the Star Cave of Thon Boca. Hey, that, hey, 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 hey. We got a bunch my of. Hand, my finger's not even hovering over sorry, the button. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Not even hovering over the button. <laughs> not even hovering over the button. All right. So yeah. So uh, how do we want to do this, man? You guys want to? Like, I don't even freaking know, man. So are, <laughs> oh, let's, let's let's do this. Let's let's kind of do a round. Uh, this is part of the script, guys. Don't worry. And uh, let's do unless unless this is gonna dig into welcome backs. And if you want to do that first, that's fine. But I was gonna say, want to just start off with like favorite, you know, part of the movie. Yep. Favorite thing. So Corey, what was your favorite? scene in this movie oh my favorite scene frick oh, uh, what, what grabbed you the most man i'm glad well, you're going first yeah <laughs> i know no. there's so much there really is Can I fr- actually oh. anybody jump in if you guys if somebody has something jump in i don't know i think <laughs> i think i don't I, it's gonna be hard to really oh i know mine a, a favorite one but i think one of the top ones was han shooting first Oh, yeah. oh my god! Thank you, totally. dude. Yes. Oh, that was so. Which be- I've heard people so complain about, and I'm like, "Are oh, you screw kidding you. me?" That was that was awesome. Well, this really muddies <laughs> the canon. No, it doesn't not at all. Not a, not it even kind does of. Does it at all? All it does is put something back that you had taken away. And even if you want to believe that that the special edition is now canon or whatever, okay. In the old days, he was. He was crazier. It didn't matter. <laughs> and he, and, and the, when he got older, he was pulled back a little. Also, it was I mean, like if on. you want to if you want to believe Greedo shot first, that's great. <laughs> that's if that's your walk with Jesus, that's great. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, we now though that Han is at least nervously capable of doing <laughs> a, the deed. Oh, uh, I mean, it was it was surprising too because the guy was mid sentence. I know. When he was mid sentence, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my up god, perfectly. there is a hole in my chest." It was like it was like <laughs> Howie talking about derailment. It was a perfect setup. Yep. <laughs> That was, was good so stuff. Good. Okay, man. so my favorite. Speaking of derailment, my favorite scene is the whole train heist. Yeah, which? Uh, yeah, I am a sucker for train heist. I've said it before. I've incorporated like some kind of high speed heist into almost yes. every role playing campaign I've ever GM'd. <laughs> I killed a bunch of people on oh, one of these. Howie on the dark side campaign, yeah. the only dark side campaign we ever did. Howie murdered like three hundred people. Uh, I thought it was, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, it crashed in yes. Coruscant. Yeah, so on Coruscant, so yeah, thousands of people died at the hands. Of how he's just you know his his my favorite shall part- I say fecklessness <laughs> ooh careful with that, careful with that. <laughs> but but yes I I love that scene I love I love the pace of it it was fast paced but it wasn't intensely fast paced it right. wasn't like the camera was going right. everywhere it wasn't, it wasn't Man of Steel crazy no no it was <laughs> you wow. can actually yeah. tell what was going on in this yeah. seriously right thank you the, the mean, camera pulled out from like helicopter yes. length so many yes, times like exactly. granted I don't know how the scene I'm was like, done ooh, everything wide angle shot yeah everything, everything in perspective you you understood what was going on. There was just, there was no problems. And uh, my favorite part of that too was that um, we, 
We good? Sorry. Yeah, keep going. Don't, yeah. When we're when we're gesturing to each other and not talking, it means we're supposed to not Sorry, let the man. listeners know what's happening. Sorry. <laughs> Your favorite scene. My fa- my, no, my favorite part of the train heist was that it wasn't. Um, it was not the end. I mean, when when you see the trailer, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, that's the big end. You know, thing no, it's, this it's, was like right at the first beginning act. of the movie. Yeah, first act, man, or like Good second stuff. act or something. Yeah, it was great. It was like a four act movie. It was. Did you realize that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm, not the really. typical Hollywood three act film, which is where I think some of the complaints about pacing come from. But I don't, I didn't mind that. I it's, didn't feel it, pacing. I mean, it well. That's it's not like it was. It's not like it was like you'd never read Return of the King and you go to see the movie and you're like, <laughs> how is this not over? Yeah, right. There's like, seven different endings. Yeah, and they didn't even do all the ones in the book. <laughs> there's it's a four act movie, and the last act is kind of like. Okay, we came down from that, but we've still got some stuff to wrap up. And that was like, okay, right. I'm gonna sit back and enjoy the pace of this now. Yes. It it wasn't traditional. It wasn't what I am pre-programmed to see. And normally yeah. I'll be the first one yeah, to say that right. a director that- did not know that they were not making a mil- movie using the traditional building blocks, and right. that disrupts from it. In this case, I was like, no, all that, all that big action-y, heart fluttery stuff is cooled off. Now I can sit and enjoy the fourth act. I love the fact that that train heist, like you were saying, it was in the second act of the movie. Right. Well, yeah. and and Everything was uh, need, needed to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed to see the initial Han, where he came from. Mm-hmm. Not as a baby, not as a little boy. Not with his parents getting shot in the street, as Garrick said over the weekend. Yes. <laughs> but, pearls you know, everywhere. We, pearls, we, just pearls. <laughs> we needed to, to know his motivation. Yeah. Or his uncle got shot. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then that was needed to go forward with the other uh, acts. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene. Yes. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Is uh, probably uh, there's kind of a scene that goes into another scene. First, the Mimban war scenes. Oh, were that, that was mine. You stole really mine. good. Oh. Uh, those are really amazing. Like <laughs> they are just the uber short amazing bit of of a war. We get to see the empire in just like the griminess and everything is like chaotic. These are like the chaotic. dudes that can't even qualify to be stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, these are just the infantry. They, the they're mud expendable. Grunts. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, after that. Is the the part that I think we were lo- I was looking forward to the most and seeing how they were going to tackle this uh, when Han met Chewie for the Damn first it, time. You stole both of mine, Derek. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick. You should have cut him off. You should have cut him off before no, he did a second one. It's all good, man. The, so we revel in. We've it. we're all steeped in legends, and we have the we've all read the the Han Solo, except I guess maybe Howie, the Han Solo trilogy of of, right. of his, that covered his origin. So we had this mm. idea in our head. And it wasn't exactly the way it happened in the book, but the way they did it was. Yeah, this was, <laughs> really this was it, it paid homage. It was somebody cool. cared yeah. about the source material. Yeah. Man. This is kind of how like before Harry Potter, it's how you would expect a movie to do what was done in a book. It wasn't the exact story. It was actually very different, right. but it thematically still hit all the beats yes. of yeah. that original. My I, biggest I thing. I never thought in a million years that we would actually get. That like if someone were to be just verbally telling the story of Hans, if you were telling somebody the way the trilogy went, you know, other than like, you know, the abuse of uncle stuff at the beginning and, and the cousin, this is kind of if you just hit the highlights, this movie did that. Right. Yeah, it absolutely. Did yeah. That. absolutely. It's absolutely. like a Cliff Notes version. It is, yep. which know, is totally acceptable. Um, I, I just I just thought it was great that they didn't. Well, you know, the homage to the, the source material. But um, my biggest fear going into this is that they were going to abandon that entirely in that. Han would have had nothing to do with the Imperial Academy. Yes, that was my that, that was one of my biggest nervous things. Then, was that yeah, he and would, then not yeah. only did they do it, but they named Karita as yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> that he was at the Academy on the Naval Academy oh, on Karita. Yeah. Am I right, yeah. gentlemen? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
And that was a big one, man. And I liked, yeah, and I liked that was after the whole. That was after the whole uh, the exit uh, from the starport yes. at, at Coronet City uh, there on Corellia. Yeah. By what? the way, yeah. Coronet City. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I don't know that we're going to play this for every callback, but I'm going to try. I had to hit the button like eight times to get it to work the second time. There. You missed a couple up front. Yeah, I know I did. I know I did. But I'm going to try to hit that button as much as possible just to annoy hey, everyone. Hey, Han shot first. Yes, he did. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a new story. Not, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to cheapen this. I may hit yeah. it 20, 30 times. I ain't cheapening it. So, but yeah, all of those. But we were had magical. that. He was, he, you know, he joined the academy to be a pilot. That's they, one of they, my favorite gags in the movie. Oh, guess what? There's humor in this movie, and it doesn't suck thank balls. You. Well, <laughs> thank not, you. Not. All of it. <laughs> well, okay. The very first, one of the first gags in the movie with the droid getting decapitated was like very reminiscent yeah. of 3PO going, what a drag, you know. Uh, that's when they're chasing into the spaceport and the other, uh, the other uh, speeder hits oh, the droid yeah, and that it was, yes, pops yes, on the air. I smelled Lord Miller. I, I, when that, that happened, I was like, oh, please let that be the worst. And it was, in my opinion. Yeah. But right uh, when he's when he's in the spaceport and he turns around, he's trying to figure out what to do. And he looks over and there's like an Imperial recruiting station. Yes. And <laughs> and there's a hollow like a uh, like a propaganda video hollow playing above it with like tie fires in the Star Destroyer. And it's like, join the Imperial Navy. And it was like, yeah, a major key version of the Imperial March playing in the hollow vid. You know, and I was like, that made me laugh. Both times I saw the movie, I laughed like pretty heartily at that, that because it's just that, it's, that it's whole... taking some. Thing. Like literally, the Imperial March is now canon. <laughs> yeah, think about that. True, that the Imperial March, the song is now part of Star Wars canon. That is, I can't even hit Welcome Back for that because it's not like it ever was before. But it was right. like a really cool thing to canonize there. Yeah, you know, it's a really right. cool thing to bring into the into the the lore. So I thought that was yeah. great. Well, I think one of the uh, other interesting things, not only just the humor, but being able to see how awful the Empire was to people. Yes, yeah. yeah, both within itself, I, which and I think was a, a nice pickup from Rogue One because we saw a little bit of that in Rogue One. Yep. we saw it here, um, and, and it's just one, been one of our complaints that. about the uh, Force Awakens to some degree in the Last Jedi. It's like we don't it have kind of we whitewashed don't, a little bit. Well, no, the, it's like the, we don't really have a feeling for what the First Order, the First, First Order, Order, really is yeah and how it is right and and I, the justification is always like well you didn't know that about the Empire before I'm like but we kind of well, got when obvious you, real well, quick I was say, when, when you they say torch empire, his freaking parents when you say empire we know that they rule the galaxy right the first order first is just order, a thing right it's just a it's just it's a, a pyramid it's, it's a cult it's been described or, as a paramilitary group that's trying to take over yeah, the galaxy yeah so i don't want to get off on that tangent but that's the opposite of what we saw here right. what we saw here well it also is the empire which we're already cheating we already kind of know a lot about but to be able to see that boots on the ground version yes. mm-hmm. like going through customs yeah where like it's just like it's that it's really a nervous point where it's like don't move don't well, look back just you a know a lot of what we've seen um, uh, historically have been how they treat like rebels and people that they're mm-hmm. fighting against not yeah, just, just the, normal the, the citizenry yeah, yeah exactly and they are they're just like random checking people grabbing them and hauling them off and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know we got ahead of ourselves we didn't even talk about the opening sequence with uh with Lady Caterpillar. Uh, <laughs> what was her name lady lady vampire caterpillar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so yeah the movie that opens scene up was really dark 
It was it was visibly dark. dark. It was dark blue. The whole movie was kind of dark, and there ended up being a story beat to justify that. But up until that very second, I both times I saw the movie, I'm like, "There's something wrong with the projection. I can't see." It was anything. a. I got to say, it was a projection. If you go back, the second and you time, watch the second time we saw it, it was it, it was, was a little better. Be, no, only a little bit okay. better. It was still pretty bad. If you go back and you watch the trailer in 1080p or whatever, yeah. it's. A lot brighter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm oh, looking wow. forward to watching this in the comfort of <laughs> my own too. home where I Me actually too. have quality control. Yes. <laughs> but because yeah. the theaters don't our give lo- a rat's I was ass say our local that. theaters are pretty bad. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, but other than that, like what did, what did you guys feel about his whole origins as like the urchin trying to pay his way out or sneak his way I mean, out of a debt? It's different than what we kind of knew from the old legends yeah. where he was you know, he was part of the solo family. The solo family was a, an established thing in the old, but then he got shipped off to the the crappy end of the solo family. Exactly. Um, and this one, you know, obviously there's a new origin to that. He did kind of run with like an like a like a street gang though, yes. didn't he? For he a did. while there, yep. yeah. So yep. that's still again mm-hmm. very close. Yeah. How do you actually feel about the Proxima character? I don't know if that character was full CG or if the close up shots were a puppet because it looked very puppet esque. I think it's a combination of both. Yeah, I'm wondering Probably. if it was like in and out of the water CG. They were, I think they were very conscious about doing the. I mean, the the whole practical. Um, yeah, very practical. Howie and I were talking about it. And we felt like of all the scenes in the movie, because we, we've anecdotally been told that like a lot of the way, wide angle stuff, most of that it was the Lord Miller work and a lot of the close angle and the dialogue stuff was reshot by Ron Howard. Right. But that we had talked about how it seemed like a lot of that whole intro sequence may have been from the Lord Miller. Like we wonder, we don't know, but it, sure. it had a slightly different taste yeah. than the rest of the film. And part right. of that was because it was so freaking dark. Yes. But also it was kind of, I don't know. It, and there was some humor in there too. Like when he pulls out the quote thermal detonator, end quote. <laughs> like that was a little hokey. It was. But for yeah, me, that was, that was about as hokey as it got. I'm going to say that was, was, so that funny. was 60% Huck's crank call power. It was yeah. about 60% of how lame, in my view, that was because <laughs> right. it went too far. This one, you know, when he's like, I'm holding a thermal detonator. I'm like, it doesn't look like a thermal detonator. And she's like, no, you're not. You're holding a rock. You just made a clicking sound with your mouth. I'm like, okay, we overexplained it. Right. <laughs> but it was okay. It was cool. Yeah. I was all right. Yeah, I, d- I didn't mind it. And I don't think that's going to cause me to groan in subsequent viewings. It wasn't anybody viewings. milking rubber boobs. So I was fine with it. <laughs> I was very fine. By the way, I have a punk album dropping next Tuesday called Bilking the Rubber Boobs. <laughs> Bilking so. the Rubber Boobs. Ooh, I want a pre-order. Everybody check that one out <laughs> when you get a chance. So, uh, okay, yeah, gosh, what? So Proxima, yeah, fun. So then, yeah, I, I like the, we were talking about Chewy. We were talking about the Chewy meetup. We got, okay, uh, the Chewy meetup. I, perfect, I thought, man. Wait, wait, I, you guys have a beast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the beast, and yeah, I didn't... I usually try to come in without expectation, and I don't try to overthink things when I'm watching a film. Yeah. So I was pretty... I was... I was genuinely surprised when I saw I've it. I've talked to a couple people that said they immediately knew. Right. I honestly, and I, I liked, I have a little bit of an ego about catching on to things early in movies. Uh, I admit that. I didn't realize until we saw the armpit fur. Yeah. Me, that was exactly that was how chewing. it was. Yeah, right. I, I didn't know it until he was down there. And I had a, th- I had a thought. I was like, I wonder if the beast is chewy. Then I heard the gurgling growl. And then it's all rancory. Yeah, ooh, yeah. very rancor. much a bait and switch rancor roar. It was, yes. But, but, but there's still a little grrr, yeah, a little to bit. it. Yeah. yeah so. so as soon as we saw the armpit, it's like Hurf. I was like, yeah. oh, that's chewy. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. And I um 
Yeah, I love that. Man. And this is again, this is another good humor beat that was during kill that scene faster. that I love. No, yeah, it was kill, kill him slower. slower. Oh, slower. <laughs> I was kill like, oh man, slower. he's already dying. Kill him slower. <laughs> I that is the kind of humor that I think works really well. You got these stormtroopers at the ass end, and they're not as refined as the other ones, and they're just like looking for some entertainment to watch a dude die. And it's just the two of them. It's not like there's a crowd gathered. If, if a crowd had gathered, the scene wouldn't have been nearly as good. I love the fact that it was just two storm two stormtroopers. Nobody else cared that a guy was going to get eaten alive by a Wookiee. No one cared except these two stormtroopers. And I love that because I feel like every other director would have had a crowd gathering like the Jabba's Palace scene and cheering and all that crap. Nope. No one gives a flying right. crap about this right. dude. And I love that. I, I Some people have, have quoted this as a, as a criticism, but when, when Solo went into... Uh, Went into his uh, Wookiee, Wookiee, yeah, his, uh, yeah, <laughs> or whatever, yeah, sure, yeah, language. Um, I, I cracked up. I thought that was funny. Now that's and, a break from the legends where the human voice can't produce right. Wookiee sounds. Right? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? He, he was obviously terrible at it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, it was a it was a great way to to bring Chewie around. You know, I they had to. Obviously, get that you know they're beating each other up. They had to figure out some way, right? They so couldn't that would both have mothers named Martha. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. No one would ever do that in a movie. Yes, you're right. Your uncle's no named one. Lumpy too. <laughs> <laughs> Your father-in-law, father-in-law. Yeah, father-in-law. So having yeah. Solo do that, I thought was perfect, and you know it brought. It, well, at least it stopped Chewie for a moment to at least listen. And, yep. And uh, where he starts like winging around, like you know, like Hulk tossing Thor or Thor around or Loki or whatever. <laughs> okay, yes. dude, another. I mean, just he did both things. Alden yes. Alden Ehrenreich in this film, mm-hmm. perfect man. I you know that's been the 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 one thing that because I've been you know scanning all the criticism of the film and yep. that type of thing, and that's usually. The number one thing go is that now. people, I know we're not, and people people have a hard time getting, you know, they think Solo and they think Harrison Ford, and it's hard for a lot of well, people. Well, that's what you're to attributing to it. That's not what they're attributing to it. In a lot of cases. Well, I don't know. Oh, well, some that's, people might people. be, but I think a lot of people are just like, I didn't think it was very good. It was very vanilla. And I'm just like, shut that's up. That's what he it did needed great. to be. Because the last thing that I wanted was someone to come in there and impersonate Harrison Ford. And I don't even think it was vanilla because very much at the end of it this wasn't. movie. It was great. The end of this movie is Han's transition to become trying to be to, to the, 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 outlaw. the scrupulous outlaw. Right. right. That's his transition starts at the end of this movie up until this. And they even say it in the movie. Kira says it to him. You're the good guy. Yes. You think he's like, no, I'm yes. an outlaw. And she's like, I'm terrible. <laughs> you know, and that adds so much more depth. It does. It does. To the, to the it whole does. Harrison or to the whole Han Solo. Yeah. It makes uh, Han character. Solo trying to fly away with the money in episode four and then turn around coming back to Death Star mean that much more because it's been him the whole time. He's been trying to convince himself he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. but he's just not. But, and I think that works perfectly. He does some bad guy stuff because he's trying to sure, be that right. way. And he's always getting him ca- caught in a, in a predicament. I mean, you've seen Jesse on Breaking Bad. We've watched this already. It's a dude who's not a bad guy trying to convince himself he is. Right. No, he's just dumb. Yeah, that's true. That's your, but so, Aaron Alden, right? But, but yeah, Alden Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Reich. <laughs> you know him. I, going into this film, the 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 talk, all the discussion was about even with KK. You know, was Donald Glover this? Donald Glover that? Oh man! Before and the movie, everybody's just like literally. Oh man, this is America and show. Lando. Oh, yeah. and I love <laughs> Donald Glover. I've loved him for a long time, but yes. I'm just kind of like, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good, but <laughs> but he but 
in my opinion, he did not overtake the movie. No, he not did not even steal close. the show. He did, and it didn't seem like he was trying. This was to. this was Alden Ehrenreich's movie, mm-hmm. and he carried it, man. Yeah, I think he carried yeah. it from beginning to end. And the character that he played was the character who, like, I'm willing to do anything. I don't care how bad in order to accomplish this one good thing. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. And 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 because of that, he was he was like he was very clearly uh motivated the whole time. Like and everybody's saying, I'll, I'll give you that kid, you know, you're motivated or whatever the words were and right. stuff like that. But he's all and he's sitting up and he's got his eyebrow up, got the cocky eyebrow up, right? Because like I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want to do. Like <laughs> he's trying to prove himself, but also he's got this thing that he's, you know, this good thing that he believes that he needs to do. Right. And so it makes sense that he played the character exactly. I love the way Alan Alden Reich. Yes. I'm yeah. going to change it every time. <laughs> Our, I yeah, love the way Alden Ehrenreich. That, that was my biggest fear this. going in. Yes. Because uh, the previews did nothing for the movie. They, I think that might have been what hurt box office because the previews sucked. Uh, and showed his, up late. Yeah, I, yeah. I think there's a number of factors for the box office, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. other factors, sure. Yeah, and we'll That's get, we're going to get into that. Yeah, we're going to get into that next week. But uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. He carried the movie. I mean, he leapt off the screen. I, I don't think he had a bad moment, really. I could tell you that virtually any character carried any scene they were in. I love all the characters in this movie. <laughs> Amen. I yeah. don't think there was one that really bugged me. Not I, yeah, no one. There was I only a couple times that uh, Lando sounded like it was trying yeah, too he hard. Was, yeah, he, there was. You're right. Moments. There was a couple times where he was just over, overacting just a touch. Where just he was touch. trying to drop the consonants a little too hard. <laughs> and you're like, dude, don't be drunk, Lando. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, okay, be drunk, Lando, unless but don't be drunk, Lando. <laughs> unless you're drunk. That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's about the only criticism. I agree 100%. Yeah. That's about that was, the only criticism that you can now, have. Now, when they first, when you first hear Lando talking off screen, you see him oh gambling, but then you hear him talking off screen, and it might as well be young Billy yeah. D. Williams. Yeah. I mean, I was about to lose my mind. I'm like, holy, holy crap, Troy sounds exactly like Lando. I, was, I couldn't believe it, but then they backed that off a little bit. Like, they backpedaled a little bit on Which that when like, he was on screen, and I'm like, oh. I noticed. Yeah. It'd be best if I didn't notice, right? I noticed, but I was like, good move set it up and then smooth it in it's like the hunt for red october when they start speaking english mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. everybody's speaking mm-hmm. russian and then they look at each other and there's like a little sound in the background and suddenly they're speaking english you're like okay good good you eased me into it now i can actually watch the movie instead of read the movie because i'm american and i can't do both <laughs> i do both <laughs> that's not true i do yeah i do both i'm fine with it but they packed a lot of action in this film too. Oh. Like you said, the four acts. And I mean, there's just, uh, I mean, you have, the first act action. Have, well, yeah, I was going to say you have, act, you have, yeah, yeah. You have a streetcar race in the first, you third, know, first scene. Third act action, fourth <laughs> act dialogue and a little bit of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Action packed is what they yeah. call that. Action packed. And that's what it was, man. It was just, man, it was just fun from beginning to end. There was not, and, There's one thing that I really appreciate about this too is it didn't try to force a twist on you. Nope. No, there was a little bit of a twist, the, 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 a little bit. The, the tiny nest. twist, the tiny twist was Woody Harrelson. Yeah, but it wasn't like this. Well, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. And it was like, this well, it's not is like the fun, door. Like the first time I watched Taken for the yeah. first time, 
I'm like that. You mean throat punch the movie? Yes. I, I'm like that is a great movie because it wasn't trying to be anything other yes. than what it was trying well, to dude, be. We walked movie. away. Yes. Were movie. you at the drive-in with yes. us? It yes. was. It was the three of us. Yes. Was Petrie there? No, uh, just the three of us. us. Yeah. Yeah. All all the people on this podcast had so much fun that night. Because um, <laughs> we had no idea what we were getting into. No, we we're went to we went to see X Men Origins Wolverine. We stayed for throat punch. Yeah. And we at the end of it, we're like, holy crap! That was like the purest action movie i've seen and i don't know how long which is why it spawned x amount of movies and a tv series but either way (laughs) yes like in that regard like i never felt bad about the pacing of the film the things that people complained about i felt like it was constantly on the move until it went okay take a breath and now we're gonna set we're gonna set the table and for how we're gonna leave it yeah you know it's like it's like when mom sets the dining room table but nobody's gonna eat in there nobody's allowed to use a good china but she likes the way it looks that was like kind of this movie like all right we did all of this we did all this we got it through us all, all the food's cooked and everything we're gonna totally eat in the kitchen but we're gonna set the table in the dining room real nice like and that was the fourth act and i gosh i feel good coming out of a star wars movie <laughs> excited about where things left off yeah <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, well, if you're, I'm going to, was going to go on to something else. Gotcha. Okay. Well, all I was going to say is, is about the end of the movie too, is that I just, I loved that this one finally has kind of left things open to sequels. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the force awakens did too. <laughs> okay. Well, it had it just got I'm taken talking, away I'm talking, from you. I'm talking anthology. Oh yeah. Saga as opposed is a to Rogue different one. thing. As opposed to Rogue so, One. So yeah, Rogue One. I mean, obviously there was a decision. It left think, it open to the sequel, well, which is episode I, four. I think there was maybe an intention early on in Rogue One yeah. that there was going to be some people to survive, and that yeah. that there because actually, if you if you remember, um, uh, Jen, the Jen who was Jen Erso actress. Um, I don't remember their names after they die. <laughs> I know. Oh. Anyway, she had, she had, uh, who she played had Luke again? Felicity I don't know. Jones. Yeah, Felicity, Felicity, Jones. Felicity yeah. had three, she had three movies in her contract. Yeah. So I think there was an intention initially to have some of them live, which by the way, that's the way I believe it was originally. Uh, shot. Alden Ehrenreich uh, has three, three movies in his contract. I think that's Ooh. the standard they do. But. I'm not saying that I want another solo movie, but I want another solo but, movie. Okay. So <laughs> the, question, the question I, um, was going to ask it kind of goes along with this is of the new characters now which ones were yes. your favorites yes i want to know this okay new characters okay let's start with who's Kira. Your favorite? let's start with no Kira. don't start we're not going to do a rundown we're going to go around the table because that's how we do things because we are simple people okay <laughs> and we're starting with you because your butthole made okay, me burn. Kira, i love kira <laughs> you just like her because she's hot that's not no even. that's not why no like it's her. not why because she's got a past that we know nothing about and a future that we know even less about See, and they're both intriguing well i i love that Han has a different love interest than Leia. Right. Um, that was but great. She they done, have, but they, she done snatched herself away. It wasn't like, oh, yes. she died. Or, oh, you know, right. like he just decided to be swagger well, just, and walk away. No. I love that they grew up the on, table. on, on uh, Corellia together. Mm-hmm. I love that they were trying to escape together. I love that they were separated. And that, yes, that she had to do her own thing to get off. She broke the man's heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a clean break. It no. was it was one of those things where your girlfriend stops talking to you and then acts like you're the one that broke up with her. 
The, you know what he, I mean? The thing, you guys know. Come on, there's enough nerds listening to this podcast. They know what it's like <laughs> where the girlfriend just gets tired of you and just starts passive aggressively avoiding you, and you're like, I don't know what's going on. You're my whole life, See, guys. I, even, I really need some issues that I need to unpack right <laughs> now. Didn't even necessarily feel that way about her, though. I yeah. think that she did have some loyalty to Han. She did, and, but and he she, doesn't understand it. He's left in the dark yes, about right. all of that because he is still just a scruffy looking nerf. And I know that some, the of, some of but, these high school girls but, actually do have good intentions. <laughs> But what I love about her character is that, yes, she has, cruel she has feelings no. for Han. Like she really, at, at like no point, really, even though you're set up to believe that she's going to be the one to betray him, she doesn't. No. She's not the betrayer. And at the end of the or movie. Or is she? she? But here's the thing. She's yeah. so deep into the crime syndicate. She can't. She can't she, leave. She doesn't, well, and she doesn't want to spread it around. How, right. how deep and how smart is her character? It's yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Can we yeah. get some love for this female character? We've been Amen, sucking brother. at the teeth of all. Okay, that's okay. We've been sucking Wait, at the teeth of all these other female characters talking about oh, bravo, oh, empowerment, you know. And 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 Maeve from Westworld's going like, well, they killed me off the first act, and I'm the first black lady. Around. <laughs> so whatever, Star Wars. She's like talking ba- talking bad about the movie, but here we've got Kira. This is a strong character. This is a character that's that that has never had a chance to do anything but go deep to get out, right? Mm-hmm. And she's not even willing to, she's giving up literally the one thing in her life that brings her joy. Because, and not and not even leaving it on him. She's not even putting it on him. She's not even like laying it at his feet. She's just taking herself out of the picture. She's like the ultimate living sacrifice. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you can and, tell and, she and what has, a powerful character. Yeah. I, I just love that you can tell that she has really deep feelings for Han because they go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. He was there at the beginning. But they've gone on separate paths. And I I love that, again, she's so deep into the, the syndicate that she can't break away. And I love that she doesn't drag Han along. And that she's a badass who knows Tara Scassi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> baby. Yeah. That PlayStation right there, I'm pointing at it, has Masters of Tara Scassi in it right now. <laughs> nice. Yes. That's my Tara Scassi, man. Tara Scassi has returned. Well, that's my character the choice, man. The original Tara Scassi, while we're on the subject, originally was mentioned in Shadows of the Empire in the novel. And uh, then they made the PlayStation game uh, Masters of Tara Scassi, which is the worst fighting game ever, except for the fact that Star Wars. best. Exactly. It makes it awesome. But this is great. It's so bad, it's good. (laughs) This is great all the way around. It's great writing for this character. It's great acting by this, you know, character. She's put into situations where you see, you know, growth over the film. You know, I care about her. I care about her relationship with Han. How many, how many of these characters do you not care about? I literally, (laughs) this is the thing. This is the thing. Howie, this is the thing. What is the thing? Howie K. Howie K. 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 I I love every new character in this movie. There are characters from Rogue One. I liked all the Rogue One characters, but there are some I didn't really care about. Like I was like, yeah, it's fine, right? You know, and and Nothing actually, bad to say, but there yeah. are a couple of characters, maybe a couple small characters in that movie that I thought were didn't serve a purpose. You know, weird, whatever. I love literally like every Moloch. character in this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in this movie. Like I now have more affection for Weasel than I've ever had. I can't hit welcome <laughs> back because he was in episode one. But like I never cared about Weasel. But now that he's part of Emphasis Nest, I gang, I, I, I totally am interested. Oh, I want to know Weasel's story. I want to know. I want to know what Warwick Davis was doing between episode one and the and solo because he's the same character that. Well, the, well even, he played a couple characters in episode the one, but the unmasked dude, one the cheering for the Padres. Dude. 
Rio? Uh, yes. Rio is like, oh, John Favreau, how dare you be so likable to me? Damn you, sir. Because you're going <laughs> to screw up one day and it's going to hurt me. And I've got some stuff I really need to unpack right now. I'm just saying that Rio, I love his nonchalance. Not nonchalance. What's his just, what's the word? His, his like free, happy go lucky. Free spirit. Yeah. Kind of like, just like, hey, new kids here. You know, he's the one who convinces them to stop and pick up Han and Chewie. He's like, you know, how good, you know, you know, we could really use some muscle in this gang. You mean they wanted to pick up Chewie? Yeah. He wanted to pick up Chewie. <laughs> we could really use some muscle in this gang. You know, if you ever curl up on the lap of Wookiee, best sleep you ever have in your life. You know, yeah. like, I love that character. Like he wasn't too New York. Like he didn't go, you know, completely like Bronx on us or anything like that. He was just fast talking and interested in people. He wanted to know Han's story about the girl. Like he was like, he was like the cook in a cowboy movie. The one, the only one who's not a loner, the one who actually wants to start the conversation around the, literally around the fire. And he, yeah. and he said, you know, He's a loner. He wants to. He doesn't want anybody to tie him down. But, but you know, it's the, not true. Yeah, because the, the character is interested in people. Exactly. You know that and that can't be true. At the very end, he said, "Don't be alone." You yeah, know? the very end in the second of four X. Yeah, <laughs> the very end of his life. Yeah, the very end of his life. I he love was. He was that character. character. I yes. would read a book about their gang. Yeah. Before Han and Chewie showed up, yeah. in well, good a news, New Corey. York minute. Oh, really? <laughs> good news. There's a comic coming out. Oh, oh. never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's good. That's I mean, good. But it I want to read around book. Beckett, but it it should have his gang in it. And, and speaking of Beckett, yes. Fantastic. What's your favorite character? Oh, my uh, favorite favorite character is Infus Ness. Dang really? it! That was mine. <laughs> uh, I am first of all, I am a sucker for redheads outfit. Freckles? No, a, like no. Boba Fett. It's I the Boba, love Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, and Infus Ness. I from the very beginning, before I even watched the movie, I'm like, I love that outfit. I hope that's a good character. See, for me, it's a little over the top with like the horns not and all that me. stuff. Oh, nope. And I'm perfect. cool with it. Like, I'm yeah. not complaining. It's right, just right. I'm like, ah, to dial the back ten or twenty there, squirrely dance. Not for me. Oh, it was perfect, spot yeah. on. Yeah. For me. Uh, okay. Okay. And, so and then, and then, of course, I I was loving this character. We didn't know if it was a guy or a girl. We had no clue. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, of course. Very attractive. It's a young, pretty lady. Yeah, and and what she was doing, pretty young lady. The, the whole purpose of what she was doing mm -hmm. then gave that character even more depth than I like we the. Could even I think. like the, you know, and I've I've heard some people respond negatively about bringing the rebellion in. I'm like, this isn't the rebellion, right? These are people who are rebelling. Yes, right. The, as right. we've which seen in Rebels, which yeah. Rebels doesn't happen for another six years. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. Or the, uh, never f another four to six years right. where it starts. Um, Rebels hasn't happened yet. Right. There is no rebellion. So there's there's just seeds. pockets there's of rebellions, which yes. that's what in the show yes. Rebels, which not everybody knows this. I get it. But the show Rebels actually illustrates how the rebellion comes together from all these different types right. of yes. groups. Yes. In fact, the show Rebels is about one of those groups. Yes. So here we have another one of those groups. And I love that. I do too. Again, yep. it's that consistency. It's it that is. It's people caring about, yep. you know, the existing you know, the stories, the arcs in, and tying it all together. It's people caring about that. What's happening over the whole universe. Of, yes. You know? Yes. Okay. Garrick, are you going to pick another one? <sighs> How he took mine. Okay. But that's fair. You can have the same I, thing. I knew it was going to be Garrick's. Yeah. I, I just did it. I pulled up. Were you hoping she was going to say, my name's Mara, Mara J. <laughs> yeah. Well, at first I thought. You, you had a was, moment there, Corey. There, I did. For half a second, yeah. I thought maybe no. they were bringing Mara back. I didn't, I didn't think Mara J. For half Jay, a second, I, I thought it was going to be Tobias's daughter for some reason. Yeah. Because they just I also for a second. Right. Like we're supposed to drink this all in for some reason. It's like, wait and, a minute. She's mixed race and, and, and has, and has uh, freckles. Uh, whoa. Could it be? 
And then she mentioned her mother. My 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 half second thought when she took her mask off and you saw that was female was that maybe it was Sana Staros. But oh, oh did not I did not get that. that no, you sure as shit didn't. Yeah, but I I loved she the actress did a fantastic job because she had this she like yeah. strong yet vulnerable like way of Charisma. talking and yeah and her whole group. Uh, just was like very colorful. The the costumes were amazing. Yeah, finally, yeah. I did lean over to Howie again at some point in the movie because like the whole opening scene on Corellia, it's all these aliens we've never seen before, and I get it. We've only had you know eight movies, nine movies, so there's more aliens. But I'm like, <laughs> can we get some repeats, please? Can I get a little bit of a member berry? One or two, yeah. And and my, so I lean over to Howie and go, can a, can a, can a brother get a Rodian up in here? <laughs> and then one of the and there's nest, a Rodian. He was like an orange brown yes, Rodian. Right. I was like, oh, <laughs> he's a cool go. looking Rodian. Yes, yeah, he's fighting and not just yeah. getting blasted <laughs> in a bar <laughs> and slumping onto a table. You know. <laughs> Nose down. Yeah, but that, I mean, her whole group was just like, they were basically like the microcosm of what the rebellion was going to become. Mm-hmm. So they, they represented all of them a system that had got screwed over by, uh, you know, the, the syndicates or more specifically the Crimson Dawn syndicate. Yeah. So this was kind of a bunch they of were, planets coming together to fight back because they literally have no other choice. And think about that. On Rebels, what we had is a seed of Rebels that formed from like a pseudo ex-Jedi, his uh, pilot, strong girly friend, right? Their one alien buddy, one non-human. Oh, I guess, no, she's a Twilight, but that's like human light, right? Yeah. In Star Wars. <laughs> Twilight's like the easy gimme when you don't want to write a complicated right? alien, right? So, but then they were all responding to the Empire showing up on uh, on 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 that planet that there that I suddenly can't remember the name of, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Loth, Lothal, Lothal. 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 Yeah. They uh, they they were responding to the Empire. So it was cool seeing a seed of rebellion where they weren't responding to the Empire. They were responding to the chaos, the groups that have t- seized power in parts of the galaxy where the Empire's not even trying. Yeah. It was cool I to see loved that, that. that extra dimension added on. I mean, even, well, I mean, we're huge legends people. They mm-hmm. didn't really touch on that too much. No, even in the, Tatooine, like, which is the, you know, the farther, the, 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 if there's a bright side of the galaxy, it's the planet farthest from, right? Yeah. The empire was still there patrolling, being jerks, even though you had Jabba and stuff like that later. Like we didn't really get that whole, no one gives a crap about Tatooine yeah. feeling the empire was there. They had a presence, mm-hmm. but like this group is responding to like, we come from all over the place. Even though weasel is from Tatooine, we come <laughs> from all over the place where the, the we're being taken advantage of by these crime syndicates because the empire doesn't give a crap. And I think that that is a nice perspective to add on to things. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, agree. I had a little, my favorite character is oh, Rio. Yeah. We already went over it. <laughs> okay. Well, I just had a side thought. Was there any planets that were a planet of a certain environment? In this movie, uh, Mimban was supposed to be a swampy planet. Yeah, and it was muddy. You, I, I just well, I you mean, didn't get the planet that I the whole get, planet was did, one thing. I don't right. feel like we yeah. ever we yeah, oh, yes. Here's the planet. Here's the desert planet. Here's yeah. the water now planet. They, they wreck, like, they you know, wreck, here's a place on the planet. They retconned Corellia as a shipbuilding planet, which I'm well, I'm willing to forgive. They're almost there because Corellia was known for its. It's, Corellian engineering yes. corp, mm-hmm. like CEC so or CES. That was an easy swallow for me. Right. That that one was okay for me, but also we only saw the little slice that they could see. It wasn't like it right. showed like a whole planet of technology. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. And so I was, I'm like, that's fine. And then they go the train heist. It's cold, but they're up in the mountains. That's fine. 
And then they go to Mimban. They're down in the mud, surrounded by smoke. That's fine. You know, they go to yeah. they go to uh, Kessel. Kessel is what a Kessel is. Like they didn't try to show us this ground. Like, look, look what it is. Yeah. It's a planet with a gun in it. They didn't yeah. do any of that <laughs> dumb crap. <laughs> they just showed us what we needed to see. They went to well, a planet. We Here's don't the know part of Kessel didn't have a gun in it. We don't. It's still we don't could, know. Right? all those planets could have had a gun in it. Yeah, we just yeah. don't know. They yeah. all if you like it, you got to put them. a gun in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Beyonce. Crack it in half and put a gun in it. But That's I, right. you know, I was just thinking about like, I really appreciate that that it, it didn't try to yes. force something there. Was, there. It yeah. was just like it's, there was this a, is a movie. Here's and, and my Star pieces. Wars. Yeah. There wasn't a wide <laughs> shot of Obi Wan flying to a water planet, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, it just it's like it's okay. To let us draw our own conclusions, yeah. or if we this feel this could the be need. a mud planet, yeah. But you didn't pigeonhole us into that. Here, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't recall. Did anybody get a good look at uh at the old the old castle? Um, was there they, a wide angle shot of castle other than them it, approaching? It sh- that shows the planet. They yeah. just came through the they came through the maelstrom yeah. and approached the planet. So we don't know. If the castle is shaped. not potato shaped. <laughs> <laughs> that is unknown at the time. <laughs> unknown. And I'm fine <laughs> with that. So let's talk about, uh, well, nobody named the character, but it, uh, it was really close between Rio and L337, man. Yeah. I expected to not like that character, but she sold me there, so there's, fast. There, there's yeah. some there's some people I've seen some criticism of that character, but I it don't It was I a don't, bit much, but it made sense. I was gonna say I didn't I didn't mind it and yeah. it was very tongue in cheek. R two, it's it's in the legends that R two is a dickhead because he's never had his memory wiped. <laughs> right. Okay. Because yes. and this this robot is that he's way. Had, so now it's he's had certain things locked up in his memory banks, but he's not been wiped. Right in a long time, so he's a, he's he's temperamental dickhead, especially later on in the legends. Or like your droid is kind of a butthole, you know. And I mean, shoot, he even he takes long naps in Last Jedi and Force Awakens. So, I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? But so here we have a droid where he won't wipe her memory because she's got the best astrogation systems right. that there are, and and so she's quirky as f because the lore said that if you don't dr- wipe a droid every now and then, they get they get temperamental, they yeah. get quirky, like R two. Yes, yep, exactly. Like you're saying, yep. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the, that justification not only does it work because they provided it, but it also aligns with the lore. So we've doubled down in both continuity yep. and a justification. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it at that Actually, point. I and just, then now it's like, okay, now you have to commit. Sell me on it. And oh, did they ever when she turns around <laughs> to Kira? And I was like, all right, girl talk time. <laughs> that was that, pretty awesome. It's like if you're gonna do they tried to people try to make a big deal or before we talked about this before about there being a woman droid. We're like, what does it matter? There were female droids of a female like uh personality yeah, droids for yeah, we're know. like, what's the big deal? Oh no, they sold it. When she walked, her hip shook like yeah. the one chick we knew from college <laughs> who could not walk without swinging her hips. If she's listening, she knows because um, I couldn't shut up about it. But like, like literally her hips moved like with the, and, and you could see the servos and how they worked and to justify. I mean, it was just so wonderfully done. Like it wasn't like we're going to have a girl droid. It was like, we're going to make a droid who's feminine. She's going to be a powerful female. She's going to be sarcastic. She's going to be harsh. And we're going to do this to the nth degree. And they made it. They sold it. They committed to it down to the last detail. Yeah. Like even the whole like Lando having a thing for her, <laughs> which which was for hilarious. a second for a second when she's dying you almost believed it. 
You're yeah, like, well, maybe Lando does have, I mean, but he's pansexual and all that the, now. The so. thing is, though, I could totally, you know, all that aside, I you could, could totally, totally get someone being so attached to the droid. That they're going to cry. Of course, yeah. so that oh, would be yeah. sad, right? Right. I mean, oh, right. Well, we felt the same way when, uh, what is it, L3? L3. L337 is the droid I mean, we're talking about. That was one right of the now. most emotional parts of, of Rogue One. And this one was, it was emotionally different <laughs> mm-hmm. because it was kind of funny at the same time. I remember I was with Emily, my second showing, and that was her, the funny part for her movie. She couldn't stop laughing when Lando's trying to save her. Yeah. <laughs> and as he's picking her up, pieces she's just falling pieces apart. Is, isn't that, it, it, isn't that it beautiful? It is funny in a dark way. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny it and it's emotional it's all at the sad. same time. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was Be- so brilliant. Well, yeah, it was that. I mean, how do you walk that line? like that how do you do that at the same time but it was it was like it was like oh no he's gonna he's going for it oh he oh no oh oh no oh, there goes the legs. Oh, he's really upset and i understand but oh well okay hopefully he gets the head back i mean it was, well, that was good stuff and man. i love han solo's reaction for when lando went out to get that droid. Yep, it's, oh crap, now I have to be the good guy again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. I think it actually were, his actual words were damn it. And, the, and there wasn't, and there wasn't like, oh, don't go after that droid. It's like, no, I'm going to have to go after and help you guys. And he didn't care. He didn't care about the droid. He cared about Lando. Yes. Lando, who's kind of his nemesis Which, in a very right. small way Which throughout this movie. you tell he was very jealous about at first. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I just, how do people not like this movie? I don't understand, but that's for next week. Oh, I love this movie. Is it my favorite Star Wars? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I guess we should save that. Let's talk talk about Tobias Beckett. Yeah, we haven't talked about Beckett yet. uh, My favorite, uh, my favorite Beckett scene, along with a thousand other way too deep Woody Harrelson. Spot on, man. Dude. He was awesome. I said it. I said it. I said it. Woody was not going to let me down. Woody is no. always enjoyable. He, I don't think there's anything I've ever seen. Even when he went dark and he like did Natural Born uh, Killers. Natural Born Killers yeah. and also, I still liked he's, him in that movie. He's the highlight of the movie for me. <laughs> yes. It's it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's what's her name? I can never remember her name. The chick from uh, Christmas yeah. Vacation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> of all things is what I think of. Like, I'm always hit or miss with her because, you know, she's got that kind of thing. Sure, right. And it, sometimes I get something. No, the whole movie, Woody Harrelson, I'm like, yep, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's do it. You know, I love Woody in everything I've seen him in. This is no exception. He nailed it. He hit it perfectly. He didn't try to upstage anybody. Absolutely. He said his smart lane smartly without trying to oversell him. He did it in the typical Woody brush off way. And the I and, and a perfect example is one of my favorite lines for the fanboys in the movie, which is Lando saying, Hey, you know, uh, I heard that you killed R. Singh and that's not lost on me because I owed her a lot of money. Yeah. And, and what does Woody say? It's literally like the it's it's like in Zombieland where I hate snowballs. Not the flavor, it's the texture. <laughs> it's the same it's kind of thing. Taste, it's, it's, it's not the taste, it's the consistency. That's what it was. And it's like the same kind of thing. He goes, well, I didn't so much as kill her as the fall killed her. I just kind of pushed her. <laughs> pushed her yeah. I'm like, it's like, does Perfect. he have a writer that walks around with him and writes those lines for him? Like, no, I got to bring my writer with me. He's going to write my lines. Because that was exactly the same kind of, that delivery that he has was just perfect for that yeah. line. Yeah. Just good, good, good stuff, stuff, man. And finally, we <laughs> know casting, we know what happened characters. to Aura Singh. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. We can put it to bed. That's not a welcome back, but it is a nice callback. It is. She was in uh, a, four, a quarter of a second of episode one and <laughs> an episode or two yeah. of uh, hanging out with young Boba, uh, Bobby, good old Boba Fett in uh, the Clone Wars. 
cartoon. So we we now know that our saying is is deed she has passed on. <laughs> well, and just tying all that what together lies beyond. Yes, it's the continuity. Yes. It gives you the impact. He's because yes, it matters. It's a, it's a whole galaxy, so you can't do a ton of it. But those little touches go okay. The tapestry's weaving itself together, mm-hmm. and that is so. Speaking vital. of continuity, we haven't even mentioned the biggest reveal right. in the movie. Well, we, right. yeah. Well, let's finish up on Beckett, the, yeah, the character okay. itself. Okay. Um, so your his betrayal at the end. I um, love how they didn't try to shock you with it all at once. They phoned it in with him calling up and going, could you please come in the room, please? Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, it was pretty, it was vision, pretty I liked said, it. It was pretty straightforward. I, and so, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't over the top. Well, right. he, he so, telegraphed it early in the movie when he said, yeah, sure don't did. trust anybody. Don't Which is exactly, okay. <laughs> I half expected him to get up out of a high back chair in front of a fireplace and go, because he didn't take my advice. <laughs> and say that he always told him never to trust but, anyone, but which his, is the, the last crusade lesson. One of my favorite things about him, though, are those pearls of wisdom throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You know, th- that line you're and then all, the line about. Your if, only job is to do exactly pre- as I say. <laughs> people are predictable. Yeah, people, people are, are predictable, predictable. And, and. And once you're in this life, you're in it for good. I mean, yep. those are great, man. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're tropes, but they're, I don't know. They the just fact fit. that he punches Han in the puss, dude, right in the face. <laughs> Sorry. Flattens him Sorry. after Sorry. he buries his friends, face. right? Which he punches justified. him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> punches him in the face because he's just raging out, right? He's yeah. he's got all this, all this, all this rage and anger and frustration and sadness all at once. Punches him. And then, you know, and then immediately Han's like, Yeah, you popped me in the face, but what can I do? Because I'm in this. I'm I'm gonna support you. I'm in this. And he has that moment. Like I've heard one Sorry, or two people go, it seems really weird that he just turned on that. I'm like, no, the dude was like going through like a hyper grieving process. Right, and he's mad. He punches him, and well, then he and then he finds two out grieving process. I'm all alone, but here I've got two people in front of me who are 100 percent committed to me. And he has that moment where he's like, "No, I don't even want to bring you into this. You can walk away." And they're like, "No, doesn't matter. We're hanging out." And then right. it's like, "Sorry, well, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I punched you in the face." I, and I, I love that moment when I did too when I, Han and Chewie, you know, escape and they're waving them down as they're flying off the planet. Yep. And, and uh, what, what's the character, the pilot? I can't remember his Rio. name. Rio. You know, he's like, I don't know. That kid's kind of growing on yeah, me. Yeah, that kid's kind of growing and, on me. And Woody's like, like sitting there and... And, and uh, he's and, chewing on his lip. Yeah. He's got his lip. Half of his lip is in his teeth. Like, <laughs> oh, God And Tandy Newton is like, don't you dare. Yeah, Tandy was like, I am standoffish. <laughs> but but I love that Becca was the one that said, okay, and he pulled the lever and, they, yep. you know, they're back down and, and they, they pulled him up. I love that. The other moment I loved with him though too is uh is when he got shot and uh and <laughs> he's, he did he's, that. he's <laughs> that's probably the right move. Yes, that was so awesome. That he's again like, was like zombie land. Yeah. He's like, that was the right move. I was totally gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally gonna kill you. Yep. God, I love that moment. Oh, it's so okay. good. Wait, but before we move on though, we need to hit Tandy Newton too. Yes. Because yes, uh, her her, so her what I learned <laughs> is that with an afro, she is still extraordinarily attractive. Uh, yeah. There's no reason to believe otherwise. <laughs> yeah, right. But I wanted to point it out that it is also true. But I but that <laughs> was kind of one of the surprises of the film. I didn't realize she was gonna go out that early. No. Yeah. It was emotional. Right. I mean, it was it was heart telling and it really brought levity to that whole situation. Her dialogue was totally cliche during that point, but I still was like, no, 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 no. Cause she's like, she's like, it's been a good ride. And yeah. I'm like, that's no, that's Don't do no. It. Yeah. That's so cliche. Don't go out that way. And but then, I was still okay with it. And then it. even the immediate moment after where they're standing there at the two grave sites mm-hmm. and yeah, where he punches them in the face. I yeah. mean, ah, oh, that was great. And uh, dude, she, 
she nailed that role. I mean, he, as short as it was mm-hmm. in the film, same thing with same thing with Rio. He gets shot yes. up and he's sitting there and he's dying. He's like, ah, no, I'm just, I'm okay. And they're like, listen to him, like, I'm okay. I just, he just uh, hurts. He's and not okay. He, he's, he's not okay. <laughs> I love that. Like, that he they immediately, know each other, they right. know each other so right. well that from the sound of his voice, he knows he's not okay. That kind of writing doesn't seem like it should be that complicated, but yet look at all the movies that whiff on it completely. A- absolutely. They don't show you why this team of gangsters cares about each other. They right. know each other. They work like clockwork, right? And yeah. And then Han goes up there and he's like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm it's kind of bad. I, I'll be all right. I just need to, I just need to close my eyes. And they're like, Oh, dead. No, Rio <laughs> dead. No. And then, and then the whole line, like, you know, she was, uh, you know, uh, uh, Maeve was right. I can't remember Maeve's name. Val. Andy Newton. Val. Val, was, yeah. Val was right. You know, and then he just right there admits yes. that he, that it sucks being alone and dies. Yeah. And then he says he's glad that Han's there with him. <gasps> you know, like, and, that was and, such and a kinda, moving thing. Of a, a move out and overall look at that that scene though too is that I loved that it was it was a classic Han Solo scene where everything kind of goes wrong. Yes, you know. Yes, the Han Throughout Solo the movie slash Indiana Jones. Yeah. You didn't take my advice. <laughs> the very beginning, they're sliding down in that speeder, and yeah. it comes a complete stop. Exactly. He's like, it's gonna work. It's work. And then he tries to do it again with the Falcon. Yep. It's gonna work this time. Yeah, and it even calls himself out. Hey, remember when I did the thing? Yes, as I recall, that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna work this time. Everything's great. Uh-huh, so. <laughs> oh, As I remember, man. he died doing this maneuver. Yeah, that was, I think, the hardest to swallow action sequence for me was that I don't understand the point of like lowering the landing gear. I didn't know either until I saw it the second time. He was kicking up rocks yeah, uh, against the TIE fighter. And that's the best I came up with, but I still didn't feel 100% on well, it. I, when I watched the TIE fighter blew up because of the because rocks. Because of the it. rocks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, did, did did your street racing friend do that on a metal street to somebody else in a swoop? Because I feel like you should have a talk with him. Yeah, oh, I, he did. It doesn't yeah, matter. He died. He died doing that maneuver that you're telling us yeah. about right now. And it, I'm fine with it. It was, yeah. it was totally fine. But it was the one, action, the one part of the action sequence outside of this tentacle monster, which... There doesn't need to be a bigger fish. I get why they do it. I get why they do it, and I'm okay with it. But outside the of the Maelstrom, so yeah, anything's yeah. And, possible. And we've totally telegraphed that in before when L3 is like, oh, I don't know, vacuum breathing, space creatures, whatever. Um, but yeah, that that part of dropping the Falcon and just breaking the crap out of it. But that also served to the plot of the story of Lando being like, I hate you. I don't ever want to see you again. Eat my, or, or kiss my piss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, All right. So I know we want to get on to the big reveal, but I want to, before we move on to that, I'd like to touch on Drayden Voss. Dude, Drayden, even, oh my goodness. Drayden there's so Voss. many freaking good First off, they, they fired Chalky White. They hired Vision. Well, Chalky White had conflict, so they hired Vision to replace him. Drayden Voss, I don't even know if he's human and just messed up by like some weird Sith type scarred. person. I took, I took him as being yeah. scarred. Yeah, Should well, we got but, him, you know. but when he got mad, the scars and his eyes turned deep red, which is hard to see because we saw it in such crappy theaters. Really? Yeah, the scars yeah. and his eyes would get and red whenever he would get too, angry. Like, they showed one moment where he started to come down from being angry and they showed his they eyes. They showed it like really? lighten up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so uh, first off, is, that some, is he a human and that's something that was somehow done to him by the character that we're going to discuss in a moment who might know some like weird Sithy type stuff sure. Could be. or is he a different species I don't know and I love that I don't know right mm-hmm. yeah I, and I loved his character. I mean, Paul Bettany, like we talked Bettany before, is a great they, actor, they were right before Josh Whedon called him. His, his representative said him his career is over, dude. Yeah. And here he gets snatched up, put into Star Wars, and he is a great villain. He's not. He's he's got 
He's kind he's of got, a, he's kind of classic. He's in, got a in, charisma. I was gonna say classic charisma yes. to him, but his character is going to be limited. His implications have a maximum, right? He starts and ends in this movie. Yeah. And so there's not going to be a deeper thing to him. And only someone like Paul Bettany can play off a character like that with the type of charisma needed without overplaying it. Right. Without upstaging a character that has a bigger implication. It was limited in scope and he 100% maximized what he could do with that character. And he set up Kira's character. I loved so well. Also, he knew Tara Scossi. I'm just saying, sometimes it's worth a second. Oh, by the way. Oh, wait, wait. No, you got to wait. There's eight more seconds before I can hit the button again. I know what you're going to say. So, okay, you can start now. What? His use of vibroblades? Oh, my goodness. You didn't wait. Jeez. And those, that was so badass. The scene. Not that vibroblades went away, but just the fact that we finally, no one in the original movie, in all the other movies ever said anything about a vibroblade. Well, I mean, if you, if you really think hard about it, actually in The Last Jedi, during the throne scene. Yes. They were using vibroblades. Right. But a lot, everybody said there was some kind of lightsaber, like weapon, lightsaber. But it was really, it was like vibroblade stuff, kind of. But this, this movie showed a couple different kinds of vibroblades because Emphis Ness had one too. And for those who Bro Pike, right. what? Yeah. For somebody's been oh. reading through my galadiniums. So, for, so <laughs> for those who don't understand what a vibroblade is in the Star Wars universe, it's a knife that goes wee. Yeah, basically, <laughs> there's yeah, there's uh, like an electric pulse of some sort. It's, yeah, like it, a, a, a um, it vibrates at such a fast rate that it generates like heat, and also it can cut through a lot more than just a non-powered. It's uh, not blade just blade. a steel blade. Yeah, it's not just a steel. There's blade. There's some kind of powering into it. Yeah. Yep. And so the vibroblades have been a big part of of uh, the legends and especially like games. Yes. Uh, starting off with the role playing, the D six role playing game, and then par- parlaying into video games mm-hmm. as well. Right. So to see them represented this way uh, is really fun. It was a lot of real awesome. fun. Lot, <laughs> lots of oh, through it. Many, many much fun. Are we going right to mm-hmm. mention the fact that Indiana Jones is now part of Star Wars canon as much as ET is? <laughs> giant crystal uh, skull. You know, ET is part of the Star Wars canon. Well, Indiana yes. Jones is too because the giant, the crystal skull is in it. Was it? I didn't see the crystal skull. Oh, I missed it. The idol. No, the, I missed it. The idol from that? Last Crusade. Throw me the idol. The idol from Last Crusade is in it. And awesome. oh, there was something else. There was something else, and now All I don't this remember stuff was what it was. In his office, right? Right. Oh, I need to pay attention. Or like the party room and stuff like that. <laughs> right. We have so many welcome backs we haven't even gotten to. I can know. we can we think up anymore? Okay, let's talk about Lando uh, giving his memoirs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he mentioned Sheru. <laughs> oh yeah, the money. <laughs> even some of the most hardcore yeah, yeah, Star Wars fans <laughs> have never read those books. So no, I I have. You have a hardcover version. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Two of the three. Not a thing that exists, and you somehow have. Yes, I (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that was that tickled me pink because those are books that I own. I've read. Who do I have to high five? Where do I (laughs) deposit my high five? Do I have to go knock on Johnny Kaz's house? I'm gonna go get Jay Kaz. I'm gonna high five the shit out of him. On the Falcon, waiting for it to come out, and he's recording his memoirs. He's like, "Well, everybody else is putting their lives online. I'm just gonna sit back and tell a story." (laughs) (laughs) No, literally every time we see Lando alone, I mean, or not necessarily alone, but like. Like the first time we see him, you know, he's in the casino and mm-hmm. he's in there talking to some people and he's talking about like, oh, you know, the star cave of Fon Boca, you know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lando was shitting out welcome backs on us the whole, the whole time. The and whole time. no one else would care because it was all just stupid asides that didn't detract from anything. 
Oh my yes. gosh. I, but see, that's the brilliant, that's to me, that's brilliant writing. Mm-hmm. And what people that, you know, that think, oh, just, you know, people that love the old stuff just need to go away. Yep. That, what they don't understand is that when it's well done like that, it can just be a passing line to the casual fan. Mm-hmm. But for us, it means so much. It means so much. Oh my gosh. And it doesn't, it doesn't detract from the movie and suck something into like suck everything around it into like a gaping Mm -hmm. maw. (laughs) Yeah. That's not the maw. That's the maw. I don't know. The maelstrom. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that the maw was not mentioned. Well, Castle is mentioned twice in the original trilogy. Of course. No. Yeah. I don't know that the maw installation wasn't in any of the, not mentioned in any of the novels. Well, uh, not the installation. That are in the canon. The installation. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about the mall. Did I say installation? Yeah. The mall. The mall. The, the mall. mall itself. Like now, the mall in the legends was a series of black holes. In this case, it was right. one big singularity. That, that well, now, but not, could, not necessarily. Not yeah, it could be. They multiples. only experienced one. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Ultimately, but bringing the mall back and having the mall be what complicates the castle run in addition right. to the maelstrom. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got Good a couple stuff, not welcome backs, but interesting. Like he mentioned the the. William Falcon being a white T thirteen hundred, which yes. which was awesome. Right. And then he, when he was uh, telling Lando when they were playing Sabacc for the first time uh, that he had the VCX one hundred, that's actually what the ghost is from Rebels. Oh, oh I did wow. not know that. Nice. Yep. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So and the- and Lando got a full Sabacc. Oh, wait, yeah, that instead wasn't of nice. a, yeah. <laughs> instead oh of an idiot's ray. <laughs> Instead of an idiot, or a uh, full sabacc, bro. I loved that, man. I loved their card games. I loved that Lando was cheating. I loved that Solo found it that he was cheating. And- Lando was so Lando. <laughs> yeah. Everything that I thought about Lando being, he was. Yes. I'm not Absolutely, sure. Absolutely, man. I'm not sure if it's intentional or not. Intentional or not, but from the Han Solo trilogy, his you remember his girlfriend in that was named Bria. So I yep. don't know yes. if they like take a play on that and made it Kira instead for the movie. But I thought yep. that was interesting oh. to kind of rhyme a little. Hmm. Do you know the first place that Sabak was brought up ever? Mind Harp of Sheru. Their Mind Harp yeah, of Sheru. Right. That was right. part of that. Now, Sabak has been in virtually almost every. Oh. I mean, if anybody's ever uh, uh, gambling or anything, right. they're either playing Pazak or Sabak. Right. And, and I don't even know the Pazak's in anything canon at this point, no, or Pazak or whatever just, it's called. Uh, yeah, Pazak. I don't remember. Pazic. But uh, what's uh, what's that first Star Wars book? You mean uh oh, yeah. What was yep. that thing that Mimbon? they had? The Mimbon. Yeah, that's Mimbon where, is the planet. That's where they were having the war. That's where Mimbon comes yeah, from. Yeah, so that was a great that was is a that great t- welcome was, back. That yeah, was a that is. welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that really is. Because uh yeah, Mimbon. I feel like Mimbon was mentioned in some stuff, but I don't it wasn't the movies, it was like supplemental two movies. So yeah. could be. Yeah, could be. But yeah, we we've actually seen it now. We've been on the planet. And again, just you know, I don't know the fact that it was a war scene and ah, it was it was good. Yeah, I mean, we talked about like Krita and all that stuff earlier, and I was yep. kicked out for having a mind of my own. <laughs> all right, stuff. do you guys want to get to the big reveal? Wait, no, I'm well, still- we, we got the Han stuff. He he was kicked out of the uh, Imperial Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned on an earlier podcast the Cloud Riders were actually from uh, the early Star Wars Marvel comics. That's right. I we just didn't bring that back anyway. Nice. Because I don't know if we ever officially did it before because we hadn't seen the movie yet. But yeah, I'm just going to let it play out. There's no reason to stop it. No, it's all good, man. I For everything it. else that we missed. There's just, there's so much. 
Like I'm I'm looking at a list on the web Seriously, right here. We're gonna, and I can't yeah, we're gonna get have through to we're all. gonna have to publish like the Easter egg list. Oh uh, yeah, that's gonna be something we do, sure. <laughs> we'll it's, already being, it's already being published. <laughs> yeah, we'll gladly it, link to one. Yeah, but oh man. <sighs> oh, how about so Hans uh how about Hans Blaster? Yes, oh, what do you feel about the blaster actually I being love, a takedown rifle? I love it. <laughs> I, lo- I love your take on it of the fact or somebody said the the whole there's no reason to have a scope on Hans Garrick, rifle. Garrick said there's no reason blaster. to have a scope on the blaster. Everybody's always said why is there a scope on the blaster? He doesn't use it. Now you know. And now and I've said and also the scope's on the right-hand side of the blaster where nobody would ever use it. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a takedown rifle. It's just kind of like, you know, and I love the down. best part is it it's, is it's one of the brilliant parts of the movie where he's sitting here taking the rifle apart and it, you don't even realize that it's a thing. No, he's just talking having a conversation. Having, about, we're having a conversation, yeah. take it down. And then the last part of it, he hands over to him. Like, here you go. Here's your gun again. I mean, lovingly crafted. Yeah. Somebody cared enough to has that they knew the criticism and created a and created was, a, a backstory there, to cover it. There was no need to do that. It wasn't no. like there wasn't like oh <laughs> people are crying out that we need to figure yes, this out. Right. But but but, but the, this it. is this is what I'm going to tell you that maybe some other Star Wars directors might have done. They'd have had a close up of a drawer opening and the blaster sitting right there. <laughs> and the hand would have reached and grabbed it and said, "Here, take this." And there'd be like a musical beat. <laughs> <laughs> but instead it was literally just a cast off thing yeah because they care oh. enough to say here's here i want to give you something yeah but i'm not going to make it distract from the movie exactly we're having a conversation and here it is and he looks down like okay <laughs> like that dl44 that badass on solo blaster is just the last piece of a takedown rifle <laughs> okay sure why not why not have the dl44 be that much more versatile i'm all for it yeah why not i'm all for it i say i'm for it and I, this list is so huge, I can't get through it all. <laughs> How about the, uh, dang it, what's what's Ron's brother's name? Clint. <laughs> the Robot Wars. How about Robot Wars? Robot yes. Wars was awesome. And Clint, I mean, that was the it, other guys, one. My it's fiance, called BattleBots. The BattleBots, Battle thank you. Yes. Thank you. But that's my fiance, when she saw Clint Howard, that was the other scene where Clint Howard popped out. She laughed for probably five minutes. Straight. I was like, I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah. out on scene, you have, you have to laugh. Yo, there he is. He's crazy there looking. Is. That's it. It's the Clint Howard. We found the Clint. <laughs> Ladies tell us we have trouble finding the Clint, but we found the Clint right then and there. Wait, what? <laughs> It was no problem oh, at all. The Clint, Clint. the Clint is a myth. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Dude, I found the Clint. He was right there. All it took was some all it took was some electronic devices. L3 was smashing the Clint's face. Yeah, the L3 was all up in the Clint. Yeah. Yeah. She was all over the Clint. She was mad at the Clint. Mm. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, how about the Falcon, man? Got to talk oh, about the, the Falcon. escape pod. Now you know why the Falcon had a nose. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was interesting that <laughs> that Lando actually paid to have an escape bob put on it. Yeah, well, it's an <laughs> aftermarket part by a big right? monster. They leave <laughs> they leave the slot there for you so that you feel pressured to spend the extra money to fill the slot. <laughs> That's extra. <laughs> you, but but you should always find the clamp before you fill the slot. I'm just saying. Yeah. What guys? Huh? That that's a good habit. By the way, I just I, I loved the I dynamic. Expect Mike between, to stop laughing and make it awkward. So. <laughs> I loved the dynamic between Han and Lando in this too. I mean, even down to the because they're not best buddies. No, at not at all. all. <laughs> you know the whole the whole I hate you. I know. Yeah, I, I loved that. I loved the fact that you know when they're having their um when they're having their standoff with Enfys Nest that 
you know, he's like, we got 30 guys on that ship and they're going to come out. And as soon as he says it, Lando takes off. Yep. <laughs> he's like, okay, and that you plays do your perfectly thing. to both characters. Of course, Lando's going to take right. off when Infos Nest shows up. He's like, I don't want no part of that. Yeah. You don't want no part of that, Lando. <laughs> they blew up a mountain. And, and his, uh, his wardrobe of capes. <laughs> The capes a lot of are capes. pretty awesome. Yep. He's, compl- he's complaining. He's crying over his droid, and she's trying to put out the fire. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, hey, that's that's a custom that's piece." A custom piece. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Kira and Han are, are are kissing in his wardrobe closet, and Beckett comes in and interrupts them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the fact that a lot of the comedy done from the char- that comes from the characters has come from the worst parts of them. It's funny because it, they have flaws. It's not funny because they stopped to make a joke. Yes. Why is yeah. that worried look off your face? Three yeah. PO. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's not just inserting a joke. It's right. like let's you're laughing at the character's flaws. It's situational comedy. It's not just a <gasps> joke. Yeah. Kind of makes you think. <laughs> not a gag. Yeah. Don't it? Don't it? How can we make this funny without being in a one liner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. That's that's my biggest complaint from from last Jedi versus like this or, or the comedy in rogue one or a new, even a new hope. I mean, the comedy in this movie wasn't a funny thing that in, was inserted, right? It was part of the you scene. Know, it's not, I kind of wonder, I, I kind of wonder if maybe that's where some of the disconnect has come from is that comedy doesn't resonate. I've said it a thousand times. The well. people who write and edit aren't the same people that they used to be. And that's the nice thing about having Ron Howard involved. I wager is that he knows how to do those. I mean, go back and watch any of Ron Howard's movie. Go watch Willow. Go watch Apollo 13. He understands classic timing. The man came up on the freaking freaking Mayberry show. Came up <laughs> on, on knowing like what classic comedy timing is like. Right. And I I, I don't know that I can credit him I think completely. Timing is is perfect. I mean, that's yeah, exactly he worked on. he worked closely with the immortal Don Knotts. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. The king of scarves himself, Mister Furley. Yeah, yeah. He was a fish. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Mister Limpet. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> the incredible Mister Limpet. But Don Knotts was fantastic, and I will. He was. And 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 you got a problem with Don Watts? You got a problem with me? And I suggest you let that one marinate. Mister Furley was the bomb. Was the bomb diggity? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Ropers deserve a lot of credit, but Mr. Furley, they do. we but kicked things up a notch. We made up for the fact that Chrissy asked for 150000 per episode and got cut, or per season, or whatever it was she was looking for back then. I think it was per episode. I was like, oh, man, we lost Chrissy. I mean, Terry's pretty good looking and all, but oh, hey, Don Knotts. Yeah. Settle in. Settle in. Get some popcorn. That's when they yep. got good. Just saying. <laughs> we have just dated way too many uh, uh, listeners. I don't even care. Yep. <laughs> Don Knotts, look him up. Mom. He's the best. You know, yeah, I never man. really understood when I was young why Chrissy was supposed to be so like attractive. And I recently looked at like picture, like just screen caps um, from she's uh, kind of hot from from from, <laughs> from Three's Company, and I'm like, oh, that's why. Oh, <laughs> oh heavens! <laughs> I I do believe that I do believe that uh, post puberty Corey needs to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can find the Clint in that show. <laughs> the sh- never mind. I'm not going to say what never I was showed say. up. Never the clothes showed up. were pretty tight. About? They were pretty tight. <laughs> Could be smuggling a uh, Clint Howard. <sighs> All right. So what? the big reveal at the end. Big reveal. Which they didn't make too big of a deal about the it. The biggest they, moment in movie history. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest moment. 
in cinematic history forever. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. Yes. All right. What was it, Garrett? Well, you see, they brought back a certain character that certain people thought was dead, but we knew better. Oh, really? Yeah. We knew better. We did know better. You listeners know yeah. better. This isn't technically a welcome back. No, no it is not. not. There is nothing welcome backish about they, this, uh, but it is. Head of the Crimson it's... Dawn kept referring yeah. to this character was one. Yeah. yeah. Darth Q Maul. What yeah. the yeah. fuck? Dude, robot legs Darth and everything. Darth Quincy Maul. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of love that. Yep. I know it confused some people. I have some I friends that, that love that to- friend of, of the show, Toby, texted me and he goes, that confused me at first. But okay, I, I, you know, after looking into it, I understand. I never, so, I, you know, there were the rumblings about there being a secret reveal and a character and stuff like that. And his cameo is how it was often described. It's not really cameo at all, but, and all this stuff. And, and then there was a big misdirection campaign on like Twitter and stuff like, oh, you only ones in the movie. Okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's good, Everybody, dude. we just pulled a JJ, but everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know? <laughs> And just lied. What are you talking about? And so when the then mo- the movie's rolling around, I'm like looking at the back of the even looking at the back of the character. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. It, it, it should have been kind of obvious. Yeah, it really should have. But I was so not expecting. I, I don't know why I knew right away. Uh, uh, good old Jim Bob Mall well, when I first saw him. <laughs> I was running By the way, Jim, every character you, through my head. I didn't until he pulled the. See, I again, I'm one of those people that I don't like overthinking stuff i just try to well, sit back i just saw that mike i literally have to drink alcohol to not overthink things <laughs> it's the only way i know that i about saw you. i saw him sitting there and i'm like i bet you this is mall yeah. and then he started pulling the head back or the and hood back not the head he's a robot but i mean now. this is this is consistent though right with yeah it with really is what has been established it absolutely is because he tells kira to come meet me on dathomir and given the timeline we know that you know come the third season of rebels he's hanging out on malachor right mm-hmm. so at this point where the clone wars left off he was still hanging out with the dathomir witches so that makes i mean they're the ones who kind of brought back his sanity right but but didn't didn't, didn't uh savage uh savage Savas. his brother Took crazy robot leg mall or yes. spider leg mall right. to Dathomir and they kind of fixed him, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not Clone Wars savvy, remember? Yeah. I haven't watched all of them. Well, there's a comic. Uh, so you remember when, you oh, guys remember right. when they, they dumped the cannon? You remember that? Yeah. Happened, yeah it still hurts, yeah, okay. bro. Well, they but actually, thankfully, kept, they only Ron kept, Howard put some Neosporin on it. They only kept so one okay. comic storyline from Dark Horse That's as right. canon. And it was the Darth Maul son of Dathomir. That's in which right. uh, it took place right after he got captured by Sidious in the uh, at the end of the Clone Wars. Series. So the question is, how long has this been a plan? If they had, that was included in the canon years ago, yeah, who knows? I mean, how they probably, long was this part of the I plan? I mean, they probably look back and be like, oh yeah, that we should use that. That'd be that'd be good. I don't okay, think it's something so they had I, planned out. Yeah. I have a question. I mean, when at what point in the canon was it established that? He had become involved in a crime syndicate. That was in the Clone Wars because he he put together like okay. uh, the Shadow Collective or something, where he brought together okay. uh, like the Huts, the Black Sun, the Pikes were there that we saw in right. this movie. Welcome. Yeah. Oh wait, that was in Clone Wars. I can't <laughs> yeah. really welcome back that. <laughs> so he 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 him and Savage were the head of Mandalore and I think Black Sun yeah. for a little while. So, right. Yeah, that it fits perfectly so, into his story. Yeah, line. it does. Yeah, perfect. I mean, and, and again, I mean, it was a big surprise. Like, well, I guess for all of us, but for those of us again that know the expanded universe and these extra stories, I mean, that's just you know, again, it's one of those nods to saying, "Hey, we haven't forgot you." You, you know, know what? You remember what planet that Kira called him from, right? 
Savarine. Savarine, yeah. Back. Known for its brandy. That is actually from the legends. Oh, Savarine right. brandy. Wow. Remind me, where did I where do I know? Dude, this? don't ask questions that I clearly just pulled off a list on the web, man. <laughs> Sounds familiar. But, uh, once once I saw the reference here, I'm looking at on Den of Geek, they've got a list out. It's all, you know, it's it's a, a long it's a, it's a proper list. list. It is. Nice. And and I, once I read that, I was like, oh, I do remember that. You know what's great is when like other phonetically, people, but I don't remember what's what's great is when other people do our work for Oh God, it's the best. <laughs> it's, <Thanks> almost, <laughs> it's almost like it's always great. <laughs> now if we could just get somebody to record a podcast. I know. Oh, hey, damn it. Tag in. <laughs> I already got my replacement. Mike is going to come back next week. Uh, I, I'm uneasy about him. <laughs> I do not know really? how I feel about Mike. It really? like patchouli. Yeah. I mean, he's real positive about stuff, but he's I, just not selling me on it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed my week off. Uh, so. I'm sure you, you guys need to get Kaori and uh, well, Aoi. You don't have a week off this <laughs> You don't week. know what you're and bargaining for. <laughs> you don't want that. You uh, you don't want no part of that shit. You don't have doing. a week off this week, and so you need <sighs> to rank. Where does this fall? Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. All right. All right. So this, for me, out of the 10, I, and I I don't have the list in front of me, so I'm going. Wow, we have 10 Star Wars movies. What the hell happened? Yeah, we do. Wow. <laughs> Not including the Clone Wars movie. Let's see. I or believe, the Ewok movies. I believe I, <laughs> yeah. I put the original trilogy in Rogue One before this, so that would be, what, four? So this would break number five on my list. I put it above, just above Force Awakens for me. Just above it. Mm. This is number four on my list. Whoa, number, four. number four. Wow. The more I thought about it, the yeah. more I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I, a week I, later and I, I don't feel like a lot of times when we've watched the movie, it's like, oh yeah, we get mm-hmm. kind of the hype right afterwards. Yeah. We get excited for the most, case, for the most part. And then after <laughs> with a little one bit, notable yeah, little exception with a little, little bit of time goes by, it's like, okay, that kind of wanes a little bit. That's, yeah. This has not waned at all. And I, I was I afraid. I want to watch it again like right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, afraid. Let's just skip out on next week's podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was watch really the afraid show. the second time we watched it two days later, I was like, I'm, I Am hope I, I don't like get it bored. Am I going to get bored? And no, I loved it just as much. Yeah. Yeah, it actually Gary, actually flowed faster the second time I watched it. It did. It actually did move a lot quicker yeah. the second. I agree, and that's counterintuitive. I'd put it. Let's see, original trilogy, obviously. Uh, three. <laughs> I'd put Rogue One above it because I really, really love Rogue One. Uh, so right after Rogue One, probably right where where Mike has it, I think. Yeah, and, and I, I did want to explain a little bit because I put this above Rogue One. And only because this, this, that kind of comedy, this kind of, uh, the Hans solo kind of, I get myself in these situations and I have to get myself out and it's hilarious. <laughs> that resonates so well with me yeah, right. and it hits me, you know, in the feels. Yeah. And, uh, so that I love rogue one, mm-hmm. but this kind of got me where, where it really needed to get me. I'm kind of pissed off that on the Wikipedia entry for Star Wars movies list, it doesn't include the Ewok movies. What? And, um, Those are proper movies. <laughs> that's trash. So the reason why that's relevant is not really relevant to this discussion. <laughs> but we were talking about our whole ranking of all the movies, and I realized that I needed to pull in Ewok movies to rank a certain film. Oh, no. I'm not going to get into it at all. I just wanted to let you know that I'm now including the Ewok movies in the Pantheon of Star Wars films. Okay, so what, 12? <laughs> I think I put Solo very carefully at four as well. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Revenge of the Sith. I I sincerely enjoy Revenge of the Sith front to back. But there are 
too many cringy moments in Revenge of the Sith. Ray Shields, <laughs> kill him. There's all kinds of stuff in that movie, you know, up oh, elevator shaft shenanigans that younglings. Yeah. Young, killing younglings. Oh, worst acting, worst line you and McGregor ever delivered, right? There's lots of cringy. <laughs> I I loved Revenge of the Sith. I do too. I love Revenge of the Sith. I really love that movie. There's some things about it. There are a few things about it in certain scenes that I'm like fantastic, right? Yeah, the whole intro. Eating an apple. The uh, the intro is badass. (laughs) Well, no, the whole intro until they're aboard the ship. Oh, sure. And then it becomes, all right, here comes R2's Keystone Cop routine (laughs) against the, you know, droid army. Oops, I pooped out some oil. Oops, I set it on fire. Oh, that droid of mine. But you know what? It's back and forth, though, because once they get to the fight with Dooku, I love that, too, man. But except for the, (laughs) kill him. There's a, there's all kinds Again, of, cr- back and but forth. then the yes, crash scene, right. the crash scene right after that. I love that. I I love yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I really love that movie. Okay, it's a prequel, and I'm saying I love it. You all heard. I mean, I deboxed the shazbot out of that movie. Anyway, um, I love Revenge of the Sith, but it's it, it's got a lot of really cringy moments, right? So then, okay, this comes down to Rogue One and this. I feel Rogue One, and this is where I start to turn into a little movie snob. So I apologize. I feel that Rogue One is is a more well-crafted movie. I believe that Rogue One is a a more... Okay, and I'm going to put it in this range. There's a lot of people kind of hating on Solo. I shouldn't say a lot. There are a vocal amount of people, uh, a certain number of vocal people on the internet sphere, right? Hating on Solo because it didn't take as many chances as The Last Jedi did. First off, (laughs) eat a dick. But secondly, um, I feel like... I feel like the that Rogue One took a few more chances. I, Solo was a more or less relatively safe film, but that doesn't discredit a movie. But I think that Rogue One did a little more, took a little more chances. It had a few moments that hit a little harder, like the Vader scene. Killed all you the know. main characters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah it killed all the main characters. Right. And, and, and just as a new story, as a new entry into the Star Wars foray of films, it was more different and I respect the hell out of it for that. Having said that, like Howie, Solo is so much damn fun. It is. Man. And it, it doesn't take a lot of risk. It doesn't take a huge amount of risk. But it, 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 it does in the sense that it takes two characters and introduces you to a ton more. Right. Right. That's the biggest. Now, Rogue One did the same thing. It had even fewer characters that you would be intimately familiar with and part of the main cast. Right. But this movie did some of that, too. It's not like it was completely safe. It was still... Uh, a, a wager. That's one of the right? things I don't like the criticisms that, oh, this is safe because it's legacy characters and blah, blah. It's, it's like, a freaking prequel. Well, right. It's a prequel. So I, I, I get that criticism that we yeah. kind of know that, you know, there's not going to be really real peril. So are you telling it's something we, wrong with the movie or it's something wrong with the theory of making such a movie? But my point, that's but my point is, is that there's so many new characters in, in this movie yeah. mm-hmm. that I love that I don't, you know, yeah, I know that Han and Chewie live in this movie, but I don't know about all this bevy of other characters. Yeah. And obviously, well, and f- Maeve was a big a Val. Yeah, <laughs> was a um, big surprise to me. I want. I would have to say, setting the um, original trilogy aside. Yeah, this is probably the best casted movie. Yeah, I, I agree, man. That yeah, I agree what with. a freaking cast! Wow, it was, you know, not that I didn't like, because I, I still rank um, Rogue One higher. Um, 
just because I love the story and I love the sacrifice and all that and, stuff. And, and it but, is so close. It is yeah, so it's close. close. It's like I could, I could, I could be a puss and totally say it's a but tie. But this one totally took a uh, took a Star Wars risk, I guess, in quotey fingers. Yeah, because. Usually, Star Wars movies are known for casting unknowns or semi-unknowns, yep. which Rogue One did, and and, yep. and all the others, and even the new sequel tr- uh, trilogies, relative unknowns. This one cast the very right well-known people. Just people. they did the they did but the yes they it, were they, the they right pulled the people. Johnny Favs. They pulled the Johnny Favs and they cost they they went against the wind and they cast Robert Downey Jr. and everybody went well now wait <laughs> and that's kind of I was like that, I was yes. like I was like well now wait a minute I like that Alden Ehrenreich wait a minute I love Woody Harrelson wait a minute and, wait, I t- wait, and wait. again again when you match good writing with good actors the result is going to be a good movie and oh man. I don't know a competent director let's not forget <laughs> yes you're right Rojo, absolutely baby. But, but yeah I mean when it when it when it really comes down to it it's like I love Rogue One it is one of my favorite films of all time okay uh, oh, but it. but if it's like if it's a Saturday afternoon or it's Friday night and daddy came home with pizza and I need to unwind from work I think I'd be more likely to sometimes tip in the solo direction just cuz I the Rogue One is a tragedy Right. And I and I like to have fun. Yes, so it's right. like it's like, well, you know, I love JFK, but that movie's kind of a downer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't watch it all the time. You know, I, Look, there's lots of, that's the point of the anthologies though, right? right. Is yeah. that we can take risks and we can go in different directions Amen, and that's brother. why they're fun. Amen. Fun. You know? Yes, because yes, Rogue One is a tragedy, but they Solo is factor fun, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and in my opinion, live long and prosper so, and stuff. Like, yeah. Rogue One and Solo are the future of may the, the prosperity the, be with the, you. the Star Wars I, I franchise. Hope, yes. I hope, I hope so too. I know a lot of people believe that that the Last Jedi is the future of Star Wars, but the saga films are going to end. Mm-hmm. And once we're there, I I and, personally and, believe and that unless Luke, JJ pulls a miracle out of his arse, they're going to end hard. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going to it's we'll going to be a, a hard and fast ending. We'll see how that goes, but we may get an Infinity War type of. I don't Ooh, think I don't think that, don't you tease me. Don't you I don't tease think me. that the saga films are the future of the franchise. I think they're it's, done with the sagas. Signs point to not at likely. least for the 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 you know next the, ten years right, maybe yeah. exactly. I I I sincerely believe that the anthology films are the future and that we're going to start. I think they want to get to a schedule where they're having two, mm. maybe three Star Wars movies a year. And they start and taking call, on more. Crazy. Um, they taking on more oh, of a, yeah. a a Marvel type of role. And yes, we've talked I've, about this before. Where I've they're going bogus on on uh, oversaturation because really? you put Howie, good movies. Howie, who is kind of tired of Marvel films. <laughs> but the thing is, if it's something I'm really into, like Star Thank Wars, you. and yes. it's a good movie, yes, then I'm going to go see it and I'm going to love it. You know what? We and have hated on the Last Jedi so much to a admittable fault. We feel strongly about it. We like to analyze things, but to a listen from a listener's perspective, it's like oh, here they go again. For some people, some people are like, "Thank you," because maybe they don't have someone in their life that's an outlet that they can sound off with. We record this podcast because we already had that. So many people don't, and we've done that for a reason. But listen to us. Listen to us gushing about this film that was, it was safe. It had pacing issues. <laughs> okay. Listen to, all, listen to all the criticisms. And what have we said, Mike? What have we said? I mean, we're going to get into this next week, but I'm going I'm to give a little teaser for what you're going to get a taste of next week. We walked out of that movie and we we're like, oh, it just goes to show that you're better off 
when the Rotten Tomatoes critics score is not in the high 90s. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> because that's yes, some BS virtue signaling nonsense. <laughs> but when people are like, you know what? I'm going to find the faults since we're going to talk about it. Good. I don't care if I agree with you. At least maybe right. you're trying to be honest. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And I, so be ready because we're going to get deep into that stuff next week. We're going to tie this one off, gentlemen, right now. Right. And we're going to parlay directly into the next podcast a week from now. Not totally not like in 15 to 20 minutes. And you're going to come back and we're going to actually talk about all the all the box office reaction, the yes. Twitter reaction, all the reviews and stuff like that. We're going to it is going to be a solo duathlon. Yes, I, I made that word up. It's going to be deep. deep. Yeah. And so duality, we're going to be athlon. we're going to be deep into what the response is. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to make the challenge. Mike, ain't no need to record hate. Howie, ain't no need to record hate. Garrick, we ain't going to be a record hating bitch. I kind of hate records. Okay. All right. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to, we're not going to have the response that some people, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not calling out personalities, but a lot of people just like with ghostbusters hate the haters. They spend more time hating the haters than the haters do hating the movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of people have done that. We're not going to do that. We love this movie. And it's obvious that not everybody does. We're going to challenge ourselves. You're going to come back next week. We're going to talk about this. We're going to get deep, deep, deep and heavy. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you come back next week. In the meantime, over there's Mike. Hey. Over there's Howie. Kiss my piss. Over (laughs) Gary. Where's the Clint again? Um, yeah, I'll, I've, 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 I'll show Does you. I've got, a, a I've got like, cause I find him in no, the I've Volvo. Got a, I've got a, I've got a Is felt. That goes? It's like, a, it's like a, it's like a felt flipboard and I, I have other felt, the felt things that we stick to it. Now I'll, I'll, you'll, you'll understand. You'll understand. It'd be like an old, an old Bible story. It'll be fine. In the meantime, I'm also Corey. I don't know if I said that or not. No, so whatever. Not. I don't know if I said it at the You're top still of the show Corey. either. So nobody take cares. That me. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at fly casual 1138. We're having wonderful conversations with everybody right now. I love, yeah. I love. You're right. The, there's a lot of good stuff going on. There's on a lot right of good now. stuff. And you know what? There's more. I feel like there's more conversation now going like healthy conversation about what don't you like about this movie. Mm-hmm. And we're, that's why we're going to get into it next week. Um, it's really exciting right now. It's it's it. Whereas I, I felt like a little, you know what I got to say on the Twitter too, there's yeah. a lot of healthy conversation because for a long time, I've been really concerned and maybe we'll touch on this next week mm-hmm. about the divide with the star Wars fans. Yeah. But I've been engaging a lot on Twitter this past week and, yeah. uh, I, there's some healthy debate where I completely disagree with a lot of people I'm talking to, but everybody's being very respectful of each other. Yeah, it's kind of like, I love it. It's like, hey, I was branded a hater before for things that I could very <laughs> finitely cite and critique, and now I'm on the other side of the fence going, I want to know more about yes, how you feel yes. this way. I want to know your perspective. And, and, and I'm excited about that. I yes. wish the rest of you buttholes were as cool as yeah, we are. Anyway, buttholes. join us next week after you follow us on Twitter. And of course, uh, go to the website, betterkind.com. Click through any. You're not going to find a whole lot of links this week, but there's going to be some. We're going to cite the list from. I got the trailer up there. There you go. You can watch the trailer, right? That helps. Oh, hey, guys. So I got a shout out. Yeah. Hit okay. It. So I talked solo uh, the other day <laughs> on the fantastic. The yeah, Justice Squad, Super Brothers, Wonder, I mean, Super Wonder Brother Friends show. Yeah, you did. And we got, yeah, friend of, friend, we're hosted, co-hosted friend by of Friend show. of the Show, Sancho Pandandalana, or whatever you guys call him. <laughs> San- Sancho Panda. Who also doubles as our, uh, what, our yeah, he's, <laughs> diversity he's, advocate. Yeah, our diversity <laughs> advocate and our sometime stand-in director of the Fly Casual Glee Club. <laughs> Even though those guys have been lazy as shit. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So if you what want to hear hell, more dude? of my take, why are we paying those guys? Everybody loves my take. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, go listen you know, to episode 30. I'm on it. It's awesome. 
Yep, do that, and then come back ready with uh, wide open ears for next week. We're still going strong on Solo, because guess what? This is what they call the afterglow, and as a result, everybody needs a cigarette. Don't smoke, kids. Uh, In the meantime, we're jelly, guys. (laughs) Go see Han Solo. Go see the Trisley. I told Ron Howard I would tell you to see it three times. I'm going to go see it again. I'm going to go see it again. I'm going to go see it again. Let's go right now. By the way, Petrie saw it today. Freaking loved it. Loved it. Weird. Hates Rebel. Petrie hates everything, you guys. <laughs>